Louisville City FC is on the air. Sugalusa scores for the second game running. He scored on Wednesday night to give Louisville City an early lead against Kaiser Slaughter, and now he gives a late lead to the boys in purple. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. And Lou City for the second consecutive game has early dominance and an early goal to show for it. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Louisville City just up the river tonight in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and one of the more scenic venues, frankly, in all of American sports. Highmark Stadium is the site for tonight's game on the banks of the Monongalea River, I think I said that correctly, in Pittsburgh, where the Pittsburgh Riverhounds call home. It's Louisville City against Bob Lilly's Riverhounds, one of the best teams in the USL tonight, second place in the Eastern Conference, entering tonight's game, a team with a fantastic defensive record, as they always seem to have under Bob Lilly. It will be a very difficult test away from home tonight for the boys in purple. Casey Whitfield is alongside. I'm Jeff Milby, and Spencer Brown is our producer tonight. Uh, Casey, Louisville City continues to battle injuries. That's been one of the headlines all season long, unfortunately, for the boys in purple, and it remains... The headline, one of the headlines heading into tonight's game, Brian Ombi, who assisted the goal last week against Las Vegas, is injured. Here's what Danny Cruz had to say about the injury situation. Yeah, the injury bug has been constant. Uh, can't seem to get away from it. Uh, Brian comes into the game against Vegas and does everything we hoped he'd be able to do, coming back from injury. Uh, and then on Wednesday, uh, he picks up a little bit of a... a, a a different injury, I would say. We're still kind of waiting on the on the results of that, but I think he's going to be out here for a little bit. Um, in the meantime, we're able to get Niall back, which has been important. Uh, and and you know now two guys uh, have have gone uh, and and got surgery. So we are continuing to try to make sure we're doing everything that we can to to get these guys healthy. Um, to your point, there have been guys that have stepped up and, and there are still players, I think, that are going to continue to improve and, and hopefully bring some important moments to the games on the weekend. The other players that are out tonight, Jorge G- Gonzalez, who has underwent surgery and is out for an undisclosed amount of time. Jordan Scarlett, who has underwent surgery and is out for, for the rest of the season. And then Kyle Morton remains out for the second consecutive week with an undisclosed injury. Niall McCabe listed as questionable, but he is available in the 18 tonight. But Casey Whitfield, Brian Ombi being out once again. What a huge loss for Louisville City. He played well last week. You thought maybe he's getting back into form. He's such a big piece for this team. Yeah, he does play such a big factor. Not only what he's able to contribute skill-wise, but just also from a morale standpoint, being able to see Brian Ombi out there, the leadership that he's able to bring on the field is huge. And it's just so unfortunate that they haven't been able to have a set lineup, a set roster, because as soon as they begin to get some rhythm going with a formation, with players in that formation, it seems that someone gets injured and it throws everything for a loop. And so they've just been really struggling with trying to keep players healthy and it's it's tough, and he said said it best. And players need to step up, and I do think there have been a handful that have. But I I would also disagree and say that there are players that haven't stepped up. The opportunity is there for a lot of players to be able to get significant minutes to improve themselves to improve their career and I think some of them are leaving those minutes on the table and so I still think that there's more that some of these players can give and I think a game like tonight a big rivalry game that we've always had a team that's 
at the top of their game right now, Pittsburgh. What better moment than for you to have a breakout game to be able to showcase what you can do? Yeah, that's certainly an optimistic perspective to take, and that's the per- perspective that I think uh, the Louisville City players should take in tonight's game. It's been a shuffling lineup for Danny Cruz all season long because of the injuries, but also because of the, go- the goal-scoring woes that they've uh, gone through this season. Again, Louisville City really struggling, only 16 goals for them all season long in regular season play. That's the 21st place uh, goal-scoring output in the USL. Here's what Danny Cruz had to say about those goal-scoring difficulties his team has faced. We have been very good defensively apart from three games. Uh, again, it's I think we've given up 18 goals this year, and 11 of them have come in three games. Uh, we're leading the league in the shutouts. The areas that we know we need to be better is on the attacking side of the ball. Not the best weekend to, to have to be focusing on that, going to a place like this, because we know it's going to be a tight game. Um, but I think we're confident in where we are. Uh, and we understand the areas that we need to be better. You know, in the last five games, uh, I think we've we've lost one uh, to Memphis here at home, which was not a good performance. But we are still confident in the group that we have. We're getting back some health, which is important. Uh, and uh, I, I firmly believe that through the remainder of the summer and getting into the end of the season, we're going to be where we need to be uh, uh, heading into playoffs. And this is where I'll go back to talk about the injury to Brian Ombi once again. Not to belabor the point, but I think it plays significantly into how this game goes for Louisville City. Because last week against last place Las Vegas, Lou City managed just three shots on target. One of them was the goal from Mushigalusa. Another came just a minute before that on a shot on target from Brian Ombi. And before that, it had been about 75 minutes between shots on target for Louisville City against a team in Las Vegas that is disorganized defensively and is in last place with just one win under their belt. Uh, it's a team in that game that you would have hoped maybe they put two or three or four goals into the back of the net and you kind of push aside these goal-scoring issues into the back of your mind. But to me, they're still right at the forefront of Louisville City fans' minds and hopefully for them, for the team, not the forefront of the players' minds heading into this game. Well, you do have two of your biggest playmakers out injured in Brian Ombi and Jorge Gonzalez. Those are two of your most creative attacking players, and both of those have just been plagued with injuries. But from an attacking standpoint, you can't rely on one individual. So, yes, Brian Ombi was the player that came in and had the big impact. But, again, we talk about players needing to step up, and there are plenty of players on the sheet tonight that are capable of creating opportunities. It's just coming down to being more decisive when they get in front of goal. When they get in front of goal right now, they're playing too slow. They're taking too many touches. They are overthinking what they need to do. These players have played soccer, I guarantee, for many of them for over 20 years. And so stop overthinking it and just let your natural instinct take over and be willing to do whatever it takes to put the ball in the back of the net because until you are willing to do whatever it takes, whether it's diving for the ball, sliding for the ball, throwing your leg out there, you're not going to be able to find the back of the net. We heard Danny Cruz say that this is a rough week to try and figure out your goal-scoring issues. That's because they're taking on the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, a team that prides itself defensively. We will hear more about the Riverhounds when we return on the other side of this break. We're getting you set for tonight's game, Louisville City against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds in Pennsylvania. Kickoff set for a few minutes after 7 o'clock at the top of the hour. You're listening to our pregame coverage here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. 
Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When it's time to upgrade your home entertainment system, call who I call. RGB Home Theaters. That's for any job, big or small. From hanging a TV to building out an entire room. And one of the best things RGB does is give you a clean look. They'll hide the wires in the wall, make the speakers match the color of your furniture. Little things so you can have a great look and a clean look. They'll always price match your equipment as well, and they can work with any budget. Look them up online today, rgbhometheaters.com. That's rgbhometheaters.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wing. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Louisville City fans, this is Paolo Del Piccolo. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. I mean, every time we go there, it's not about football. It's about having the right fight, the right mentality, limiting set pieces. Um, you know, Bob has his teams very organized. I have a lot of respect for him. It's a difficult place to go, uh, but I'm confident in the group. I'm confident in our, in our game plan, and we're excited to get out there. That's Danny Cruz talking about tonight's opponents, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, coached by Bob Lilly, who he referenced there. Lilly, of course, as many who have followed Louisville City soccer over the years will remember, is the all-time winningest coach in USL championship history, previously with the Rochester Rhinos, whom he led to a championship in 2015 when Sean Tosh was a member of that squad. In the last six seasons with Pittsburgh, he has been terrific as well, but has not quite had that championship run. Perhaps one is forthcoming. He is a defense-first coach. Long time his teams have been uh, terrific in terms of their defensive ability. And in fact, nine straight seasons, every year that Louisville City has existed, Bob Lilly's team has been in the top ten in terms of fewest goals allowed in the USL. Wes Sharpie, Louisville City center back, he echoed his coach's thoughts on how physical this game will be tonight against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Bob Lilly are a really good coach, really good team. It's a physical game. It's a, it's a game of, you know, maybe who's going to make a mistake. But um, we're prepared to be really um, good defensively, a uh, good mindset to battle, and understand that it's, it's not going to be an easy game. We've got to earn everything at Pittsburgh. Casey, we heard Danny say it's not going to be about the soccer tonight. It's going to be about the mentality, going to be about the physicality, going to be about the fight and the desire and all those kinds of things. 
but we know it's going to be difficult to break down a Bob Lilly team. Lilly ball is what fans call it, love it or hate it. It is successful, and it has been successful all season this year with Pittsburgh, again, sitting second in the Eastern Conference. And, oh, by the way, they made a deep run in the U.S. Open Cup as well, beat an MLS team at home, the Columbus Crew. So this is a team full of confidence that knows their style. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely going to be more about the mental side of the game than the soccer side of the game because Pittsburgh's going to sit back deep. They're going to sit there and allow Loose City to move the ball around. They're going to allow Loose City to have all kinds of possession. And so Louisville City, number one, has to make sure that they don't get frustrated that they aren't able to break down the back line and they have to continuously be moving the ball and moving off the ball. And then two, they're just going to be waiting for the ball to be turned over and then to counterattack. And so Louisville City has to make sure that they're aware of this and they aren't sending too many bodies forward and getting frustrated by pushing as many numbers forward as they can because that's really going to leave that back exposed and that's exactly what Pittsburgh wants you to do. So it's really going to be a mental battle of trying to make sure that you're staying focused and engaged as you're being lulled to sleep almost as you maintain possession so it's going to be really tough from that aspect and then again these games are always physical and so you have to make sure that you're winning that physical battle so you can continue to maintain possession of the ball these are two clubs that know each other really well it is going to be the 19th all-time meeting between louisville city and pittsburgh for the last three seasons they have played each other in the preseason this year it was a 0-0 tie in the final preseason game for louisville city and oh by the way it was also a play it is also a playoff rematch remember last year's eastern conference quarterfinal uh, i beg your pardon it was the semifinal uh, where louisville city came from behind they trailed two goals to none scored twice in the last 20 minutes or so and then won it in penalty kicks with Carlos Mogel putting away the winning penalty and sending Louisville City on to the Eastern Conference Final for a ninth consecutive season. So two teams very familiar, and as Casey pointed out earlier in the broadcast, a budding rivalry. It'll be an exciting game tonight. When we come back, Casey has her keys to the game. Louisville City at Pittsburgh Riverhounds this evening here on ESPN Louisville. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. With interest rates and gas prices creating so much uncertainty, there's one thing that you know you can rely on, and that's the roof over your home. At Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal, they understand that now might be the time for you to look at that roof and decide to get that work done that you've been putting off. Carlin replaced my roof a few years ago, and I can speak firsthand to the quality and efficiency of their work. Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal also has financing options. Look them up online at carlinroofs.com, that's C-A-R-L-O-N roofs.com, or 458-9898. 
I'm Detective Brian Gillis with the Louisville Metro Police Department. And I'm Detective Watkins of the Louisville Metro Police Traffic Unit. Responding to crashes involving deaths or injuries is the toughest part of our job. When you drive, there's so much out of your control. What you do have control over is wearing a seatbelt. Less than two seconds. That's all the time it takes to buckle up. But why do we enforce seatbelt laws? It's not about writing tickets. It's about saving lives. Please always buckle up. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Louisville City fans, this is Noel McCabe. Tune in to Soccer City at 6 p.m. each Thursday on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app to hear exclusive conversations with players like me. Just a few minutes to go before kickoff in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on the banks of the river at Highmark Stadium. Casey Whitfield has her keys for tonight's game. So tonight, Louisville City has to have a killer mentality in front of goal. We haven't had a game in a while. We've been able to put several in the back of the net. And I believe that there has been some confident issue, confidence issues when we get in and around that goal. But tonight, we have to make sure that we have that killer mentality and be willing to do whatever it takes to put the ball in the back of the net so we can put in a couple on Pittsburgh. The next, composed defensively. Pittsburgh is a very good team. So we have to make sure that we are composed in our defensive shape and that we're able to drop back into our defensive shape quickly during those quick transition plays so that way we don't allow Pittsburgh to get any clear, easy looks on target. And then finally, manage conditions. The weather hasn't been the best in Pittsburgh today, and this is out of our control, but what we can control is how we manage these conditions, meaning understanding that the ground is going to be wet and it's going to play different, so we have to make sure that we're thinking through the weight and the style of our passes and services so we can successfully connect with our teammates. This also means defensively we have to have an understanding that the ball is going to bounce and move differently so we have to be willing to adapt. Starting lineups and kickoff are next. Lou City at Pittsburgh tonight on ESPN Louisville. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's we know that when you're a parent one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Unlike those overly sweetened and overly caffeinated energy drinks, we drink Focus here at ESPN Louisville because it has the right amount of caffeine. That allows us to consume it multiple times a day without exceeding the recommended amount of caffeine or interfering with sleep. Plus, it's clean, crisp, it has great flavor, but without that artificial sweetness you find in all those energy drinks. Pick up Focus at Kroger in Louisville where you'll find their newest flavors, strawberry, kiwi, and watermelon. Or save 15% when you use code ESPN15 at drinkfocus.com. Focus. P-H-O-C-U-S, what energy drink should be. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. 
Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. It's Oscar Jimenez, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Tonight's starting lineups brought to you by Breeze Airways. We begin with Louisville City, where Danny Cruz has made some changes to the lineup. He does not change the goalkeeper. Oliver Zimla starts once again, the rookie out of Marshall. There is one change in the back four. It is at right back, where Oscar Jimenez comes in in place of Manny Perez. He will be joined by Amadou Dia at left back, and then Wes Sharpie and Sean Tosh at the center back positions. A couple of changes in midfield as well. Paolo Del Piccolo gets a start tonight. The captain, he'll join, uh, join Tyler Gibson in the defensive midfield. And then Elijah Winder, starting for the first time since Lou City's trip to Phoenix, starts as an attacking midfield option. And then the front three, Enoch Mushagalusa, two straight games. If you include the friendly with a goal for him, he's down the left. Rasmus Tellefsen will move wide right. And then Wilson Harris, the leading goal scorer for Louisville City this season, plays down the middle for head coach Danny Cruz. On the other side, for Bob Lilly and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, there are a couple of notable omissions for them due to both injury and international duty. One of them comes in goal, where Luis Zamudio will make just his third start of the season because Jamali Waite is away at the Gold Cup on international duty with Jamaica. It'll be a back five in front of him. Again, the defensive-minded Pittsburgh Riverhounds tonight. Danny Rovira as the left wing back, Luke Biasi as the right wing back, and then three center backs, Joe Farrell, Arturo Osuna, and Ilal Osumanu. In the midfield, Mark Ibarra will join Danny Griffin, and then the attacking players, Junior Atu on the left, Kennardo Forbes, a five-assist player, the captain for this team, a six-time All-USL selection over his lengthy career in the right, and then the other big omission in the middle, Albert Dequa, the leading goal scorer for this team, the man tied for the league lead with nine goals this season in the USL. He remains out for a third straight week after breaking his collar go- collarbone in that USL Uh, U.S. Open Cup loss to FC Cincinnati in the first week of June. It will be Tola Shawunmi, an English player who came over and played collegially at New Hampshire and was an MLS draft pick of Atlanta in 2022. A big physical player at 6'3", 200. He is the center forward tonight for Bob Lilly and Pittsburgh. We are underway in Pittsburgh. Louisville City in their road. Whites moving from right to left in the first half. Pittsburgh wearing their traditional Pittsburgh sports colors of black and gold, moving from left to right on turf up there in Pittsburgh on the banks of the river at Highmark Stadium, one of the more unique venues in all of American sports. Not only is it on the banks of the river, but there are railroad tracks as well. Louisville City coming forward down the right side with Rasmus Tellefson just outside of the Pittsburgh box, but he's knocked off the ball, and Arturo Osuna sends it wide and actually wins a throw for his team. It was deflected by Tellefson, and it's out for a Pittsburgh throw on the far side. They're left in their defensive final third. The throw comes in up the far sideline towards Danny Griffin. It's out off of him, and a throw to Louisville City in the attacking final third on the same side of the field, the far side, the Louisville City right. It'll be Oscar Jimenez to take it. He's leaning against the advertising boards as we've just moved past the opening minute of play, so maybe Casey a long throw here. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot of space there on the sideline, so not a whole lot of run-up space there for a long throw. Throw comes into the box, popped up high into the air by a Pittsburgh defender right 
back to Jimenez. A heavy touch from him, and then it's cleared off of his back by a Pittsburgh defender, and it goes past the end line. It'll be out for a goal kick here to the Riverhounds. Again, Pittsburgh, they are playing tremendously this season, and they are undefeated at home, 9-0-1 across all competitions. That includes a victory over the Columbus crew of Major League Soccer in the U.S. Open Cup, and... Louisville City, though, conversely, has never lost in Pittsburgh over the years. So this will hopefully turn out to be a a pretty even game from a Louisville City perspective, I say, hopefully. The goal kick from Pittsburgh sent long into the Louisville defensive half. Winder up for a header, and a loose ball finally settled down by Lou City with Paolo Del Piccolo. He plays it back to Wes Sharpie, and now it's back to Oliver Zimla, just outside of his six-yard box with a runner in his face. He plays it left to the left side to Wes Sharpie. Sharpie picks up his head, sends it long down the near sideline. Mushigalusa up for the header, trying to link up with Winder. They can't connect, and here comes Pittsburgh. At two with the ball into the middle. Now wide right, Luke Biasi coming forward as the right wing back. He tries to play it into the middle towards Canardo Forbes, nearly broken up by Louisville City. Still, they go on Pittsburgh. Shawinami with it uh, in the middle and it's cleared off of his feet back into the Pittsburgh defensive half. Osumanu with it now, the right center back of the three center backs in towards Arturo Osuna. He's in the center circle. Now wide left, it goes to Danny Rovira dribbling forward for Pittsburgh. They're into the Louisville half, into the middle of the field. Mark Ibarra back to, that is Arturo Osuna. Dancing on the ball just to the left of the center circle in the attacking half. Louisville sitting back comfortably defensively. Osuna goes over the top looking down that inside left channel for Shawunmi, I should say, and it is over his head and past the in line. It's out for a Louisville City goal kick three minutes into the game. Really nicely done, though, by Louisville City to be able to drop into that defensive shape. That's what I talked about as one of the keys that they need to make sure they do is being composed defensively. And when they get set in their defensive shape, Louisville City is so hard to break down, and that's what we were able to just see there. Pittsburgh was forced to look for a hopeful ball over top instead of trying to play through the middle of Louisville City. And Louisville City has to make sure that they stay set in that defensive shape to make it difficult for Pittsburgh to get in behind. Zimla's goal kick is a poor one. He tried to send it long down the left sideline, and he overhits it directly out of play. It's out for a Pittsburgh throw. Biasi, the right wing back, takes it. Gets it in towards Junior Etu. They're battling for possession in the Louisville defensive half. An exchange of headers. Tosh, a header. Dia, a header. Clipped forward by Rasmus Tellison into the attacking half from Louisville's perspective. Harris giving chase, but he's beaten to the ball by Joe Farrell, who clips it up ahead for Pittsburgh. Ball out of play past the near sideline. That's a Louisville throw on the near side there left, just in front of the Louisville City bench and Danny Cruz, about 15 yards shy of midfield in the defensive half. It is interesting because Louisville City has looked to go a little bit more direct a few times. Instead of trying to play through the middle, they've looked to kind of bypass the midfield and go straight to find Wilson Harris. It just hasn't been the right service that they needed to be able to reach Harris and allow him to be able to run onto it or to get on the other end of the ball. But an interesting tactic there to bypass the midfield and relieve some of that pressure the back line is under. Mention the railroad tracks while a train is going by just a few feet shy of the far sideline. Kind of like what we see at Lynn Stadium here in Louisville on the campus of U of L. Foul here goes against Louisville City as they were working the ball into the attacking half. It'll give Pittsburgh a free kick in their defensive half on the inside left, really on the far left, actually, a few yards in from the far sideline in their defensive half. It'll be Arturo Osuna to take this free kick. Number five for Pittsburgh. He swings his right foot through it, sends it in the air down the far sideline, headed away. By Oscar Jimenez, a battle for possession. That's Wilson Harris, I believe, who's dropping deep for it for Louisville City, doing some defending here. It stays with Pittsburgh on the far sideline with Etu. Drops it back to Rovira. Rovira dribbles infield, plays into the middle. Here's Etu, about 25 yards from goal. Turns and plays it back to Rovira. Actually, it's Osuna. Now it's Rovira on the far sideline. Rovira drops it off here to a teammate, perhaps Cornardo Forbes. Now back to Osuna, and Pittsburgh plays it back to the back line. 
Farrell swings his foot through it. Back to the far sideline where Forbes, the captain, brings it down. Dribbling in towards the penalty area into Danny Griffin. An opportunity to shoot. Instead, he turns and struggles to bring down the ball. A heavy touch from him showed it to Elijah Winder. And Louisville City able to clear the ball out of their penalty area. Out of trouble, but they can't do anything with it. They give it right back to Pittsburgh, who plays it all the way back to Zamudio, the goalkeeper. And the Riverhounds will build out of the back once again here. Louisville City does so well there to win the ball and turn Pittsburgh over in a dangerous area, but then they aren't able to build out of it. It's just a little sloppy in the build-up play. They have to relieve the ball to a few more spaces, then push out more as a team. Here comes Pittsburgh forward once again, wide left of the Louisville box. On the ground, backward, the ball finds Ibarra here into the middle of the field. Osumanu playing well forward, the center back, trying to dribble past Enoch Mushigalusu, who comes in with pressure. Osumanu goes down. Calling for a foul, but he's not given it, and the ball off of his feet went out of bounds past the far sideline. It'll be a throw to Louisville City on the far side there right in the defensive half, and Oscar Jimenez will take this throw for the boys in purple. Again, wearing white on the road tonight before a strong crowd in Pittsburgh. 80 degrees the temperature. As Casey mentioned, rain in the forecast. There were warnings of of thunderstorms and lightning, but the game did not need a lightning delay as we were warned it might, and we are playing soccer in Pittsburgh. Six and a half minutes into the game. Louisville gives the ball away out for a Pittsburgh throw. And Shawunmi has it. The center forward, the big fella, 6'3", 200, plays it wide left to Rovira. Back to him once again. Here comes Pittsburgh forward. Ball over the top. Uh, looking for maybe the run of Etu in behind, but it's well in front of him, and it goes behind. It'll be a goal kick here to Louisville City. But the opening seven minutes here, Casey, have favored Pittsburgh considerably. They've had the majority of the possession, and Louisville's had a lot of defending to do. They've had the majority of the possession. They've been able to connect with their team moving forward. Louisville City just looks a little bit disjointed, and they when they are trying to build, they don't look like they're on the same page. At one point, I think Rasmus Tellefson passed the ball out of bounds when he was trying to find Oscar Jimenez, and you could see them arguing there, so they just aren't on the same page and the communication just isn't there. So Lucidity has to see if they can begin to build a little bit more in this game, get a little bit of possession, work the ball side to side, get some confidence going and work the ball going forward. They're doing just that right now, Casey, in their defensive half. It's Sean Tosh, the right center back. He and Sharpie have been going back and forth. Now down the far sideline is Jimenez well forward, trying to link up with a teammate, Tellefson, and a foul goes against Pittsburgh as Jimenez was sent to the deck. So this will be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City and a relatively promising attacking position on the far side, near the far sideline, the right side for Louisville City. And this will be well into the attacking half, an opportunity for a set piece here for Lou City on the road. They're probably about 18 or 20 yards outside of the box. Yeah, it's going to set up a great opportunity for a service inside the box. Maybe a look on target here. I would probably go with a right-footed service from Tellefson instead of a left-footed from Oscar Jimenez, but looking to kind of whip that ball in and see if you can get a look on target. It is Tellefson with the right foot, hits it high into the air to the back post, and it's just over the head of Elijah Winder, who was the target there, and it bounces behind for a Pittsburgh goal kick. Not a terrible ball to that back post. Winder just couldn't quite time his leap correctly, and it might have been about a yard over his head in the end. And out for that goal kick to the Riverhounds. Yeah, the flight path of the ball was exactly what it needed to be, but it was Tellison just got underneath it a little bit too much. If he was able to stay over top of the ball just a slight bit more, I think Winder would have been able to get on the end of it. But the right flight path, the right idea on that service. Zamudio, the goalkeeper for Pittsburgh, again making just his third start of the season. In, in place of Jamali Waite, who is away on international, international duty, I should say. Sends the ball long. It's cleared out by Louisville City in their defensive half. Out for a Pittsburgh throw on the far side, the Pittsburgh left. Rovira, the left wing back, will take it. 
Plays it in to Shawun Mi, the center forward, dropping deep to try and hold it up, and he does well. Swings it back into the center circle. Here's Ilal Osumanu. Osumanu playing it forward. It's intercepted by Sean Tosh. Knocked down into the feet of Tyler Gibson, and here comes Louisville City forward. A ball down the far sideline looking for a run of Wilson Harris. It's knocked out by Pittsburgh. A throw to Louisville City in the attacking half for Lou City. They've got along the back line now at midfield is Sean Tosh, the right center back, a few yards to the right of the center circle. On the ground to the left of the center circle is Wes Sharpie, who has space to touch it into the attacking half. Cuts it onto his right foot as he stands over the ball looking for options. Ball on the ground to Winder, who's dropped deep. Into the center circle now is Sean Tosh just to the right of it as he dribbles into the attacking half. Forward to Gibson. Ball on the ground from Gibson looking for Tellefson, making the run down the right side. Tellefson, though, can't catch up to it. Comfortable defending there for Danny Rovira, who turns and just sends it long for Pittsburgh. Shawunmi was in the center circle, but couldn't catch up to the ball. It'll roll all the way to the feet of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper, and he will touch it back into his penalty area to settle things here for Louisville City. Ten minutes gone by in this game in Pittsburgh. 0-0 is our score as City builds out of the back. And the build-up play there as they were trying to release Tellefson, it was the right idea to play the through ball. I think we Louisville City just on their heels ever so slightly, not anticipating as much as they need to in order to be proactive on the attack. Ball forward from Sharpie to Mushigalusa. He's got a defender on his back just outside of the Pittsburgh box. Drops it off backward to Dia. Into Mushigalusa on the inside left with two defenders around him. Tried to cut through them, and as the, ball, the ball is taken off of his feet. Etu dropping back with Forbes doing the defensive work. And here comes Pittsburgh forward into the attacking half. Is Osuna still on? He goes just outside of the Louisville box into Etu. Right side of the box. Puts it across the face of gold to the back post. Nobody's there, and it rolls all the way through. Sean Tosh will pick it up for Louisville City. Still hasn't cleared it. Finally does. Sends it upfield towards midfield, where it's chested down by Pittsburgh and out of play, and it will be a Louisville City throw on the far side, the loose City right. But Etu with the opportunity there. Casey had it on the right side of the box, just outside of the six-yard box. Cut it back to the back post, and Shuwunmi made a run to the back post, but was just ahead of that pass. Well, I'm honestly surprised that Danny Griffin didn't take the shot himself as he cut across the top of the box. There was no one on him, and neither one of the center backs stepped to him, so he could have had a look on target himself, but when he releases Etu out wide, the ball was just a little bit too far out in front of Etu, so Etu not really able to get the correct service on it, but a really dangerous attack there from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh with possession once again, but Louisville able to win it back as Wilson Harris tries to hold it up at midfield and he successfully draws a foul. So a fifth-third free kick to Lou City. Just a couple of yards shy of the midfield stripe on the far side, the right. And that will end the momentary threat that Pittsburgh was posing. The fifth-third free kick taken on the ground by Oscar Jimenez. Back to Sean Tosh in the defensive half. Ball on the ground across the center circle to Sharpie. First-time pass on the ground to the near sideline. Amadou Dia just a few yards into the Pittsburgh half. And in the middle, Gibson. First-time ball over the top with his left foot down the near sideline looking for Musha Galusa. A battle there with Musha Galusa and Osumanu. And Osumanu just shielding Musha Galusa away from the ball. It rolls past the inline, line, a goal kick to Pittsburgh. And I feel like I say this almost every game, but it's coming down to that last pass. It's just not sharp enough from Louisville City in – I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to fix that, but they do all this work to build coming forward, and then as they go to play the ball through, the final pass just isn't there, and it, it almost ruins all the work that they've done building up to that moment. Goal kick taken long by Zamadillo, the Pittsburgh goalkeeper, and a foul on the end of it called against Pittsburgh. So a Louisville City fifth third free kick in the defensive half just to the left of the center circle. Tyler Gibson plays it backward on the ground to Sean Tosh, and play continues here. 
Tosh in the defensive half into the center circle to Gibson. Turns and switches fields, plays it on the ground to the near side, the left to Dia. Dia cuts past the defender, plays it forward to Mushagalusa on the near sideline. They're in the attacking half, drifting away from goal. Backward to Dia, further backward to West Sharpie, back in the defensive half. Sharpie, a poor pass, looking to play it across to Sean Tosh, but Tosh will be able to run across and retrieve it and keep it in play on the far sideline as Pittsburgh comes, comes forward with some pressure here. Back to Zimla. Zimla ball to Sharpie. They're in the Louisville box here. Sharpie with about eight yards of space as he brings it out of the box. On his right foot, plays it wide left to Amadou Dia. Dia turns and looks forward. A ball in the air toward Wilson Harris. Gets his head to it just outside of the box, but couldn't bring it down and control it. And Arturo Osuna tracking back cleared it. And in fact, the flag went up against Louisville City and Wilson Harris. So it'll be a free kick here to Pittsburgh, just outside of their box in the middle of the field. I don't mind this direct look, trying to bypass the midfield and going directly to Wilson Harris. But if Louisville City is going to do that, then there has to be a player coming underneath to support Harris. And it looked like Winder was trying to be there, but Winder just has to make sure he's positioning himself appropriately to be a successful drop pass for Harris. Because if you try to play it long to Harris and no one is there supporting him, it's going to be about four defenders versus Wilson Harris, and that's not fair to him. Whistle and a foul against Louisville City in the defensive half for them as Luke Biasi, the right wing back for Pittsburgh, got well forward. A collision between him and Tyler Gibson. And our referee tonight, Austin Saini, has a final word of warning to Tyler Gibson, it looks like, as Biasi finally comes back to his feet. It'll be a free kick here to Pittsburgh in their attacking half. Near the near sideline, the right from Pittsburgh's perspective, about 10 or 15 yards outside of the Louisville City box. It was just a ball in the air, and Gibson was standing on the ground as Biasi went up for the, the ball in the air, and Gibson called for undercutting Biasi there, and this will give Pittsburgh a dangerous free kick position inside the opening 15 minutes here in a 0-0 game. A big test for the back line of Louisville City. They have to make sure they're staying with their marks on this set piece. It's going to be Canardo Forbes to put the ball into the box, an outswinger with his right foot. Here's his approach. Ball in towards the near post. Flicked on or headed on toward goal, and it was Biasi who got the better of Amadou Dia, but couldn't get much power on the shot, and in the end, it's a comfortable save on one bounce for Oliver Zimla. But Dia was the defender there, Casey, and he had the ball red and then planted his feet and let, tried to let the ball come to him, and Biasi, the more aggressive player, just sort of reached around Dia and won that header. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not really acceptable there from Amadou Dia, in my opinion. Uh, I... It has to be better. You cannot stand there, stop, and wait and allow the attacking player to be able to make the move around you. You have to be the aggressor. You have to go and get the ball, and that's a prime example right there. Dia, very fortunate that that ball did not end up in the back of the net, but very poor defending. Foul here against Danny Rovira of Pittsburgh as he shouldered Oscar Jimenez aside. A fifth-third free kick to Louisville City on the far side, the right near midfield. They swing it to the left side. Mushaglusa in the attacking half, trying to bring the ball down. He can't do it. Ball cleared away by Pittsburgh to midfield. Here's Dia on the ball with Etu on his back. It goes into Gibson. Now Del Piccolo forward to Harris. Decent-looking attack for Louisville City. Elijah Winder had the ball taken off of his feet, but Gibson picks it up in the center circle as Mushagalusa is down on the ground. Here's a ball in from Jimenez into the box, looking for Harris, and it's caught by Zamudio, the goalkeeper, in the six-yard box. Harris really a couple of yards behind that ball. Now the referee will pause play as Mushagalusa is down on his back, holding his face injured. And so the referee will keep Pittsburgh from continuing play, and he'll allow Stuart Wright to come on and check on Enoch Mushigalusa with 16 and a half minutes gone in this game, a 0-0 score. Some dark, ominous-looking clouds filling the skies in Pittsburgh right now. We told you that rain was in the forecast, thunderstorms in the forecast as well, and we may see some weather make an impact on this game as Mushigalusa is getting checked out here. Yeah, I'm surprised that the 
referee did not stop this sooner because it was a head injury. Both players went up and collided heads, and you could see Mushigalusa kind of stumble out of it and then go down. Uh, just took a little while to stop it there. Hopefully he's okay to be able to continue on. If he does have to get subbed out, it would be a concussion substitute, meaning both teams would still have all five substitutes. But you can see both players going up to get the ball, and it's just a clattering of heads, so... In my opinion, it should have been stopped a lot sooner than that. Hopefully, he's okay and able to continue on. It was Elal Osumanu, the Ghanaian defender, who collided heads with Matiti Mushigalusa for Louisville City. And Matiti is on his feet on the sidelines. Appears like he's going to be able to stay into the game as soon as the referee allows him back on as he's standing just with his toes on that near sideline between the two benches. Ball has not yet been dropped back into play as it'll be Pittsburgh possession when it is. But apparently Mushigalusa passing that concussion check, which is always a good sign. Ball back in play now in the defensive half for Pittsburgh. It's Biasi with it, and Mushigalusa allowed to check back in. So Louisville City back to its full complement of 11 players. Long ball forward down the middle for Pittsburgh. Uh, header up in the air by Wes Sharpie, and it bounces tamely into the hands of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. He rolls it forward to Sean Tosh, just to the right of the D of the Louisville penalty area. Swings it to the near side, Dia steps on the ball, plays it backward to Sharpie, just outside of the Louisville box here. Sharpie, right-footed ball into the center circle. Gibson under pressure, trying to keep the ball under control. Griffin comes in for Pittsburgh. It's a loose ball now, and Pittsburgh with a header from, that's Ibarra, an exchange of headers here. Ibarra chests the ball, clipped up high into the air by Gibson, just a loose scramble for the ball right now. Arturo Osuna, a header forward from Pittsburgh. And finally, Paolo Del Piccolo settles on the ball, and here comes Louisville City. Elijah Winder in the attacking half, trying to play it towards Wilson Harris. He was tripped up as he did so, and Winder goes down and draws a foul. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in the attacking half, maybe 40 yards from goal on the inside right part of the field. And Winder does very well there to establish possession after pass from Del Piccolo and be able to hold the ball into space, turn, and try to play out of that pressure. He does well to maintain possession of the ball there. This area of the set piece, though, is a difficult one. It's a little bit too central for a cross into the box. You're going to look for more like a lofted ball towards the back post and hoping for a runner on there. You could also see a runner try to head the ball back across the goal face. Here's Jimenez with the fifth-third free kick. Swings it into the box, and it's caught by Zamudi who came off of his line toward the right side of his six-yard box. As you were saying, Casey, just a difficult one to really uh, bend in and down to where Zamudio couldn't read it. And ultimately, the goalkeeper did read it and made the catch there for Pittsburgh. That area of the field is a lot of times where you'll, you'll see teams do trick set pieces or try to play a short ball out wide for a service because it's just a really hard angle to get anything into the box for a successful look on target. Pittsburgh with the ball in the attacking half. Wide right as Shawunmi gets across in. It's a decent one to the back post, but the header not on target. Still alive, and now it bounces past the inline for a Louisville City goal kick, though Pittsburgh is claiming it's a corner, and the referee gives a corner. It was a decent ball in from Shawunmi, the youngster, the young Englishman, playing in place of Albert Dequa, the league's leading goal scorer, had a wide right with Dia on his back, put in a cross into the six-yard box, and Danny Griffin went up for the header for Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is able to win a corner here. It'll come from the far side, their left. What a service from Shuanmi there. He had Amadou Dia on him tight and was able to get that service into the box really nicely done. Corner comes in from Forbes. It's headed up in the air and behind. And they're going to give a Louisville City goal kick here as Farrell, Joe Farrell, one of the center backs, got forward on the back post. He went up for the header and couldn't get it on target. It was well high over the bar. 
And it's a Louisville goal kick. That's the second set piece, though, that Farrell's been able to come through even with a man on him and get his head on the ball. So Louisville City has to make sure that they are aware of where he is because he seems to be the target on many of these set pieces. 21 minutes gone by. 0-0 is our score. Pittsburgh with three shots, one of them on target. Louisville City has yet to register a shot as they sent the ball forward and couldn't get on the end of it. It bounces into Zamudio, and Pittsburgh takes over in possession once again along the back line. Here's Farrell touching the ball forward. Has it on his right foot, swings it to the near side to Luke Biasi at midfield, into the attacking half, steps on the ball and turns backward, now drifts infield from the near sideline, defended by Mushigalusa, backward to Osumanu along the back line. Now in the middle of the back three is Osuna. Now in the midfield, they swing it wide right to Biasi. He heads it forward, looking for Etsu, making the run against West Sharpie. Sharpie touches the ball wide, and it's out for a Pittsburgh throw. On the near side, the Pittsburgh right in the Louisville City defensive final third. Biasi takes it into Etu. Back to Biasi. Opportunity to cross. Here it comes in towards the penalty spot. Shawunmi drops it down to Ibarro, who hits it with his left foot, but it's well wide and off target. Probably 20 yards wide in the end. A decent idea there. Shawunmi, the center forward, just chested it down to Mark Ibarra. And Ibarra hit it first time, but got his hit all wrong. And it's a goal kick to Louisville City. Yeah, like you said, it's not a bad idea. It's a good little layoff there, but just got the shot all wrong. Came in, body not even facing goal. It was facing the sideline, which means the ball is always going to go that way, especially if you don't get your hips around it. So just really poor execution off a good idea. Louisville with a turnover here. Here comes Pittsburgh. Opportunity to cross, and it's blocked by Sean Tosh. It'll check up in play on the far sideline. Forbes with a touch. Goes backward here. This is Farrell with it. On his right foot, swings the ball across to the near side. Biasi just outside of the box. An opportunity to cross for him. He gets to the end line. Here's his cross to the near post. Knocked aside by Amadou Dia. And it's going to fall out of play on the near sideline. A throw for Pittsburgh. Louisville City was trying to build out of the back. Just couldn't do it. And Pittsburgh turned them over in their defensive half and generated a half chance here. It'll be Biasi to take this throw on the near side, the right in the 23rd minute in this 0-0 game. Pittsburgh starting to turn the screws a little bit and knock on the door. It's into Shawunmi, just to the right of the box. Knocked off of his feet, back to Biasi. Left-footed cross into the area towards Danny Griffin. Headed away by Sean Tosh, picked up by Ibarra for Pittsburgh. Wide left to Rovira. Rovira, right-footed ball in towards the penalty area. Knocked away by Amadou Dia, and then a second clearance from Mushagalusa. Checks up high into the air. Maybe a windy day right now in Pittsburgh. The wind is whipping a little bit, and that clearance from Mushagalusa sort of spun up in the air and bounced out of play past the near side line in the Louisville defensive half. So it'll be a throw to Pittsburgh on the near side, the right. And Casey, as we're looking at those wind, uh, those flagpoles in the background, it is a very windy condition right now in Pittsburgh, and that clearance looked like it was affected by it. Yeah, you could definitely tell the ball got stuck in the air, and so it's going to definitely affect the way that the game is being played. You want to make sure you're keeping the ball on the ground, and if you are going to play a service, it needs to be more of a driven ball instead of a lofting ball, because if you float the ball in the air at all, it's definitely going to get caught up in the wind. Ball back with Pittsburgh, center circle, as Osuna tries to play a long diagonal from the center circle to the right side. Dia the first to react, but his clearance is just mishit, and it's past the near sideline, and it's out for a Pittsburgh throw, and it looks like the rain has started to come down in Pittsburgh as the fans are getting up from their seats and making their way to shelter, and it is a heavy rain coming down right now in Pennsylvania, so the conditions worsening as we speak. Louisville wins the ball back. Harris dropping deep to hold it up, plays it back to Tosh, gets it forward to Tellison in the center circle as Louisville streams forward from right to left as we watch this game. Wide right, 
Oscar Jimenez backward on the far sideline to Tellison, and Tellison gives it away. Here's Shawunmi just outside of the box in the middle of the field, plays it wide left. Here's Forbes in the penalty area, plays it in toward the six-yard box, and it's blocked down by Tosh and behind. It'll be a corner here to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds from the far side left. Louisville City living very dangerously right now. Well, Tellison has really been struggling with connecting his passes so far in the first half, just figuring out the weight of them and understanding where he needs to play them. They're very fortunate that Pittsburgh was not able to capitalize on that because he set them up on a silver platter to run at the back line. Nearing the 25-minute mark, 0-0 the score. Pittsburgh's corner from the far side there, left in from Forbes, swings it in toward the near post, and it's knocked behind into the side netting, and they're going to give another corner here to Pittsburgh. Once again from the far side, the Pittsburgh left. Forbes will be the one to take it here. He tried to drive the ball low on this windy day in toward the near post, and Osuna was the intended target, couldn't get on the end of it. Not a bad idea, though, to go to the near post. Remember I talked about if you loft the ball at all in the air, it's going to get caught up in the wind, and you can see the flags just whipping there. So the wind is very, very strong right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they look for another low-driven ball or maybe trying to go for a short corner given the conditions. And again, the rain continuing to stream down. A crowd of players in front of Oliver Zimla in the Louisville goal as Forbes approaches the corner kick. Here it is, another driven ball in towards the near post, towards Farrell, knocked back to Forbes. He may cross again. Here comes his cross towards the back post this time, and Zimla. Simla has to tap it over the bar. It'll be another corner here to Pittsburgh, this time from, I believe, the near side, the Pittsburgh right. That was a decent ball, a really dangerous ball, and Zimla could take no chances, just had to palm it over the bar. And that was the perfect location for that type of service. Because of the way the wind is blowing in, Forbes recognized that and was sending in one of those cross shots, expecting the wind to help carry that one. Zimla has to make sure that he is on his toast and, and ready for anything because of the conditions. You don't know what's going to happen with the flight of the ball. Forbes's corner this time from the near side. The right swung into the back post, headed away by Paolo Del Piccolo, far side of the box. Mushagalusa trying to hold it up for Louisville City against a Pittsburgh player. It might be Danny Griffin. Battle for possession. It's out for a Pittsburgh throw on the far side, the left. And it'll be Griffin to take it. Still in the final third for Louisville City defensively. We're in the 27th minute looking for an opening goal here. 0-0 is the score. And Pittsburgh looking far more likely to be the team to do that opening uh, scoring here in this game. The throw still hasn't come in. Now it does. Shawun Mee holds it up. Plays it back to Danny Rovira who actually took the throw. Rovira backward here to Osuna. Now into the middle of the field. Here's Farrell into the attacking half. Drives the ball toward the near corner flag. And no one making that run forward. Biasi the nearest to it for Pittsburgh. And... Luckily for Louisville City, he wasn't close to it. It bounces behind. It will be a goal kick for Lou City. And those players look absolutely soaked right now. The, the rain has been pouring down for the last five minutes or so, and these conditions have become a big part of the story of this game. It does make a huge difference, especially playing on turf. Uh, it's so different playing on wet turf than wet grass. It's going to be a very slick field. The ball is going to move very fast. So from a goalkeeper's standpoint, you have to be expecting the skip shots. From a player's perspective, you have to understand the weight of the pass that you're sending in and also making sure that your footing is okay so you're not going to slip and fall, especially those defenders on the long balls. But it's really going to set up for an interesting rest of this game if the conditions stay the way that they are. Louisville on the ball right now in their penalty area. Zimla with it, standing on the penalty spot. The goalkeeper, Shawunmi, running after him. 
Gives it up to Tosh. Tosh comes forward. Shuunmi on his back. Plays it wide right to Jimenez. Turns and plays a long ball down the far sideline. Elijah Winder making a run forward. It's headed away by Pittsburgh to the far sideline. They're able to keep it in play, though. Here's Ibarra trying to turn it upfield. Cut out there by, I believe, Oscar Jimenez. And ultimately, it goes out of play for a Louisville City throw on the far side. The Louisville City right about 10 yards into the attacking half. And we'll have a brief pause in play as the Louisville City player is down on his hands and knees. Haven't been able to identify him just yet. But uh, the rain continues to come down. It was hazy conditions to begin the game. Then the skies have opened up. Thunderstorms are in, in, the, in the mix as well. So in the event there's lightning, we would have a delay here. But none has happened yet. We're in the 29th minute in a 0-0 game. The throw comes in from Jimenez on the far sideline. Touched back to him by Tosh. He swings it into the center circle. Jimenez, here's Sharpie in the center circle in the Louisville defensive half. To the right of the center circle, Tosh. Back to Sharpie, who's dropping further toward his own goal. Swings it wide left to Musha Galusa, who's dropped deep. We're in a left-back's position. Musugalusa steps on the ball, turns with his left foot, plays it forward toward Elijah Winder. It's knocked down to Paolo Del Piccolo. Maybe a chance for Louisville City. Del Piccolo clips it into the box toward... That's Rasmus Tellefsen, but he couldn't find the ball. It's knocked wide left where Rovira picks it up for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh trying to get out of trouble here. Osuna just clears it forward. Down the inside right, Tosh forward to win the header. Trying to find it to Elijah Winder. Cleared back to the Louisville defensive half by Farrell, where Sharpie picks it up for Louisville in the... Uh, defensive half of the center circle, plays it forward to Wilson Harris, and Harris trying to head the ball, flag goes up against him, it's an offside against Louisville City, and that'll end that opportunity for the boys in purple, a free kick to Pittsburgh in their defensive half, still inside the opening half hour of the game, 0-0 the score. Good buildup going forward, but I don't know why Paulo Del Piccolo is trying to force that pass through to Telepson. He has about 10 yards of space in front of him, and those 10 yards are leading to the top of the box. So I'm not sure why Paulo Del Piccolo didn't continue to carry the ball going forward, because if he does that, one of two things is going to happen. One, the defense is going to step to him and open up a path for Harris to run into, or two, the defense is going to stay off of him, and it's going to allow for a shot. And we talk about the conditions. If you hit a low driven shot on target the chances of the goalkeeper cleanly collecting it and saving it are slim to none so it's going to open up an opportunity for a deflection so just really poor decision making offensively and again to point out it's an inexperienced goalkeeper tonight for Pittsburgh his third start of the season as Jamali Wade is away on international duty Pittsburgh throw on the near side the right in their attacking half it comes into Ibarra in the middle of the field now drops it off backward to Osuna in the center circle long diagonal from the center circle to the near side the right Biasi brings it down Drops it off backward here to Osumanu. He clips the ball into the box, high into the air with the wind whipping. And Zimla reads it well, catches it like a safety or like a punt returner in football and brings it down calmly. Rolls it forward to Sean Tosh, just to the right of the box, at the top of it, a long diagonal from him, into the middle of the field towards Wilson Harris. Biasi a header. Harris couldn't catch up to it. A header from Del Piccolo in the, in the center circle. Now Griffin coming back forward for Pittsburgh. Cleared away by West Sharpie into the Pittsburgh defensive half. Headed back into the Louisville half by Farrell. Two teams just knocking the ball back and forth here. Farrell a header back into the center circle. A header from Gibson. A header from Winder. A header from Farrell. Who's going to head it this time? It's finally knocked down, picked up by Etu. Tries to play it through on the ground towards Shawunmi, and it rolls all the way into the feet of Oliver Zimla. And that little exchange back and forth ends with Zimla controlling possession. Well, and I don't think 
really either team as of late has been able to control the middle of the field. It's just the ball bounces around a lot of the middle of the field, pops out at one end, and then it stays at that end for a little bit. Neither team has truly been successful at building out of the back or building through the middle of the field to advance the ball forward. You also see a lot of long balls going over top, trying to connect the back line to the front line. So not a whole lot of interchange between the middle of the the field. But that little moment as they're still battling for possession in the middle of the field, it'll be foul here against Louisville City and maybe a booking. Let's see what the referee does here. He's talking to Paolo Del Piccolo and it will not be a booking, just a common foul. It'll give a free kick to Pittsburgh at midfield toward the left side. But this last four or five minutes, I'd say, Casey, really exemplify what Danny Cruz said in the open of our broadcast. It's really not about the soccer tonight. It's about your desire, about the physicality, about your willingness to fight. Uh, it's, it's been a physical game that hasn't been the prettiest so far in a 0-0 game in the 33rd minute. Well, then you throw in these conditions Absolutely, with it, too. Yeah. It really just comes down to who wants it more. Because when you have these conditions, you have teams that play physical. You have a team that likes to play defensively. You have to be willing, then, to do whatever it takes to win. And you just have to want to win. And so it's coming down to that drive. And Louisville City has to have that drive, that will to win. Free kick sent from midfield toward the right side of the Louisville box where Biasi brought it down, got to the end line, but then ultimately couldn't control it. And Zimla falls on the ball for Louisville City. And Louisville will take over in possession. 12 minutes to go exactly, plus stoppage time in the first half. 0-0 is our score in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Louisville City yet to register a shot in this game. Pittsburgh with four, including one on target that was ultimately a fairly comfortable save on a header from Biasi for Zimla to make. Here comes Lou City forward. On the right side is Jimenez, crosses midfield into the attacking half. Still on he goes, plays it on the ground down that far side, looking for Tellison. It's cleared, cleared away by Pittsburgh, out for a Louisville throw. On the far side, their right, 20 yards into the attacking half. Jimenez to take the throw, gets it in here to Paolo Del Piccolo on the inside right, drifting away from the Pittsburgh goal, swings it into the center circle. Here's Wes Sharpie in the center circle, plays it forward to Dia on the inside left. Dia clips the ball into the box, looking for Wilson Harris, cleared away by Pittsburgh. That clearance goes all the way past midfield and past the near sideline. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near side, the left at midfield. And Amadou Dia there just losing his footing ever so slightly. But again, he has so much space. They're settling for a pass for a service into a crowded area instead of trying to take the space and seeing if they can draw out some of those defenders. And if they're able to do that, then they're going to be able to play those types of passes they like. Oh, maybe an opportunity that just goes wide for Louisville City. It really came out of nowhere. Sean Tosh sent the ball high into the air, into the attacking half. With the wind, it looked like it checked up ever so slightly, and I believe it was. It was Oscar Jimenez hit it out of the air on the full volley as the goalkeeper was off of his line, but it was not on target, and it's a goal kick to Pittsburgh. Clearly the best chance of the game for Louisville City, and Oscar Jimenez just could not get that volley on target. A great half chance, though, and really good composure from Jimenez, though, to be able to hit that one out of the air and Get it somewhat close to target. That's a really, really difficult shot to do, though, but really nicely done. Here comes Louisville City. Elijah Winder through to Mushigalusi's and on goal. One-on-one with the keeper, and he puts it wide. Oh, he had a defender just a few yards behind him. Free-flowing stuff for Louisville City through the middle. Winder played it through, and it was deflected. It'll be a corner kick, a Wi-Fi corner for Louisville City from the near side, the right. But what a terrific opportunity. Back-to-back great chances for Louisville City. Winder with the ball through, and Mushigalusa, it was deflected from behind him. Osumanu doing the defensive work for Pittsburgh. It was a great through ball, but because Mushigalusa tries to take the touch with his right foot and shoot it with his right foot where the defender is, it allows the defender to be 
be able to sweep through and clear it away. He has the left side. If he takes that with his left foot, it's going in the back of the net because the keeper's cheating over to that side too. Left foot near post. It's a goal every day. We did see Mushaglusa score with his left last week against Kaiserslautern, but he doesn't take the opportunity here. Vifite corner kick whipped into the near post. It falls through the six-yard box and finally cleared away by Pittsburgh. Ball tantalizingly on the ground there for Louisville City. Just needed a final touch but couldn't get it. Ball out for a Pittsburgh throw on the far side near midfield as they were trying to bring the ball forward. It was deflected out by a Louisville City player. That was a dangerous opportunity. The ball, if it hits the ground in the six-yard box, the attacking team always feels like they should pounce on it, but Louisville City couldn't. Just a little bit unfortunate they weren't able to get on that, but it seems like the sun has come out and really just given them a whole new energy. It's a really good push here from Louisville City. Here comes Pittsburgh in the middle with that two. That two, though, gives it away, but he's fouled. Referee calls a foul belatedly as Sharpie was defending against Etu, and Junior Etu was, I guess, grabbed from behind by Sharpie. It would have been a turnover and maybe a chance for Louisville to break had it not been a foul, but it'll give Pittsburgh a free kick in the attacking half, just about 10 yards past midfield in the middle of the field. We're in the 37th minute, a 0-0 game, but uh, Louisville City has woken up in the last couple of minutes, had a couple of chances. It'll be Mark Ibarra to take this free kick for Pittsburgh. Again, just standing outside of the center circle. and In fact, he'll give way to Farrell, who touches it forward, and Ibarra on the run, coming in towards the box. Wide right now is Biasi. Biasi's cross, high into the air and over everything and out of play. Luke Biasi couldn't get that bending cross that he wanted, and it went ultimately over the goal and behind. It's a goal kick to Louisville City again, as you pointed out, Casey. The sunshine coming down now in Pittsburgh after that brief about 15- or 20-minute rain spell. And a great opportunity now for Louisville City to continue to build on the momentum that they have going forward. The momentum has been shifting back and forth, and now it's a great opportunity for them to see if they can continue to push in these final few minutes before halftime. Seven and a half minutes to go before halftime in Pittsburgh, plus stoppage time, of course. A battle for possession in the midfield as Ibarra touches it into the center circle. But before Pittsburgh can continue that possession, the referee will pause play as Paolo Del Piccolo is down on the ground rolling around in some pain here. So the referee pausing play with the ball in play once again, and Del Piccolo perhaps looking toward his legs. He's just laying on his back with his legs curled up in, uh, in a curled-up position here as we get a look at the replay, and maybe that was might have should have been a foul there against Biasi, I think, as we get a look at the replay as Biasi just stepped right on the ankle of Paolo Del Piccolo. Should have been a card. That was studs up. It should have at least been a yellow card on Biasi. Very, I think he's lucky if he escapes this one with that one because that was studs up on Paolo Del Piccolo. So very fortunate he did not get a yellow card because that was dangerous. They did ultimately, though, call a foul. So credit to the referee. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City near midfield. They work it forward into the attacking half here on the left side. Dia. Harris, wide left, Mushagalusa, outside of the box with two defenders in his face. One of the most Umanu sticks out a leg and sends it out of play for a Louisville City throw. On the near side, the left, they're in the attacking final third, though. And we know what they love to do here. Amadou Dia setting up for a long throw for Louisville City with six minutes and change to go, plus stoppage time in this first half. Still looking for an opening goal. Dia standing as far back as he can with these narrow sidelines in Pittsburgh. Still standing with the ball. Here's his approach and the long throw into the box towards Wilson Harris. Headed back out towards Dia. Can he get there first? No. Osumanu sliding over to clear it high up into the air and out for another Louisville City throw on the near side to the left. Still in the attacking final third. This one a little bit nearer the corner flag. 
And Louisville City just needs to see if they can kind of stack a few more players around where the target is, where Dia's trying to throw it into so they can be a little more successful on these throw-ins. Another long throw headed back to Dia. Here's his cross. High into the air to the back post. Tellefson a header towards Sharpie in the six-yard box. Knocked away by Pittsburgh. Tellefson a second header. He goes down injured. The referee stops play once again, and it was a collision of heads. Tellefson and Rovira down on the ground, each of them holding their heads. And the referee smartly stopping play once again for this potential head injury. Tellefson on his feet now for Louisville City, still holding his head, but Rovira down on the ground on his hands and knees. And those two just colliding heads as we look at the replay here as they were battling for that loose ball. Just really unfortunate contact there between those two. Hopefully both are okay, but really nice first header from Tellefson to come back across the goal face, trying to find West Sharpie a little bit high for Sharpie to be able to get on the end of it, but it's the right idea, the right play. So hopefully both these players will be okay and able to continue on. Both players receiving treatment here, and I would think based on the looks of it that they may both be able to continue. They're going to have to come off the field for the moment, as you would expect. Tellefson, he's not even being treated anymore. I think he's okay and ready to come back on. We'll see how Rovira is for Pittsburgh. Four and a half minutes to go in the first half, plus stoppage time in this 0-0 game. It has been just about like we expected, a very physical affair, a very back and forth, just battle for possession in the midfield oftentimes. Pittsburgh has had their chances with four shots, one of which was on target, forcing a save from Zimla, and Louisville City waking up late with a couple of chances, but neither on target as the ball back in play. Sent long by Pittsburgh, and it'll bounce tamely into the feet of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper, and Louisville takes over and will build out of the back here. It's to Sharpie now, just to the left side of the box. Back to Zimla under a little bit of pressure. He sends it long into the center circle. Winder up for the header, but beaten to it by Osuna. And now a header in the midfield by Danny Griffin. A header from Del Piccolo brought down by Gibson for Louisville City. And Lou City has possession on the ground once again. Dia, left side. Ball in the air down the near sideline. Mushaglusa didn't quite find it. Battling here with Osumanu. And Osumanu comes up with the ball. Looked like Mushaglusa just didn't find that ball in the air. Osumanu. Forward on the ground to Biasi. He turns and just hits it long for Pittsburgh down the near sideline. It bounces out for a Louisville throw in the defensive half for Louisville City. Sharpie takes it backward to Oliver Zimla, and Louisville will bail out of the back once again here. Yeah, it's just like he he lost the flight of the ball in the air as he was turning to run. I like the idea of looking to play a little bit more direct, but the services just either have to be more to the feet of the players or they have to be a little more beyond the players to allow them a little more space to run onto them. Poor ball out of the back from Zimla. He was standing in the D of his penalty area, tried to swing it to the left side to Dia and just mishit it altogether. It's out for a Pittsburgh throw in the Louisville defensive half, so a poor opportunity, a poor space to turn the ball over in for Louisville City. Biasi will have the throw in towards Shawunmi. Shawunmi brings it down, back to Biasi, swings in across, headed away by Gibson. It'll fall to the feet of Osamanu. Osamanu clips it forward, still in the Louisville half, an exchange of headers here at two. Sharpie, Dia brings it down on the ground, plays it into Del Piccolo. He swings it forward. Harris trying to make a run forward. It's cleared back into the Louisville half. Just two teams just hitting the ball forward every chance they get. Here's Tosh kicking the ball long. A header back towards Tosh from midfield. And this one over everyone's head. And it'll bounce past the inline out for a goal kick to Louisville City. It's been ugly the last couple of moments there. But that's we've seen a few passages like that, Casey, where the two teams just hitting the ball long right at each other. Back and forth, back and forth finally goes out for a Louisville goal kick. Well, I think a lot of it's due to the fact that both of these teams are very good when they're set in their defensive shape and they're very tough to break down. So the way that you typically break a team down like that is by playing over top. And so that's what we're seeing a lot of is these teams looking, going back and forth over the top instead of trying to play through the middle of the field where it is so congested and clogged. 
Simla sends the goal kick long. It falls to Mushagalusa after a flicked on header by Harris, but Mushagalusa can't keep it in play. And Pittsburgh will have a throw on the near side there right in the defensive half with about a minute and a half to go, plus stoppage time in this first half in a 0-0 game. Battle for possession in midfield falls to Del Piccolo, clips it high up into the air toward the Pittsburgh box where it bounces off the turf once. And Zamudio, the goalkeeper, comes up with the ball, swings it wide left on a throw. That's where it's brought down by Rovira, plays it back to Osuna, and Pittsburgh will build out of the back. Osuna under pressure here from Tellefson, swings a long diagonal and a good one to Biasi in the attacking half. Biasi, though, probably overhits this pass, and in fact he does. Things were on there for Pittsburgh, I thought, but Luke Biasi just hit that ball high up into the air looking for the run of Canardo Forbes down that far sideline, and it's well in front of Forbes and behind for a Louisville goal kick with a minute to go plus stoppage time in the first half. Not a bad idea to try to release Forbes there, but Biasi, I think, has a little bit more space and he can either take himself and dribble at the back line. He also has other runners making runs in behind, so I think it he should have continued his run going forward with the ball to try to run at the back line a bit more. Goal kick sent long by Zimla. Elijah Winder trying to flick on the header towards Tellefson. It goes all the way back to Zamodio, the Pittsburgh goalkeeper. Sends it into the center circle where Shawunmi tries to head it forward with two runners, Etu and Griffin, in front of him. But the flag went up, and it is an offside flag against Pittsburgh. Wouldn't have generated a chance, I don't think, anyway. But it'll be a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City, just near the center circle in their defensive half. Just a few seconds to go, plus stoppage time. In a 0-0 game, and in fact, this fifth-third free kick will be taken in the center circle in the Louisville half by West Sharpie. On the ground to the near sideline at midfield is Amadou Dia. Back into the center circle, Tyler Gibson in the attacking side of it. Turns, switches fields down the far sideline. Tellefson, actually that's Jimenez, brings it down over his shoulder, goes down, wants a foul in the box. Cleared away by Pittsburgh. Referee doesn't give a foul. Tosh at midfield trying to send it back into the attacking half, and it's out for a Pittsburgh throw on the far side the left. And now the referee will bring it back because Jimenez is still down on the ground injured. And Oscar Jimenez wanted a penalty kick there for Louisville City. We have moved into the stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Two minutes to go in this first half. As we get a look at the replay, Jimenez brought it down well, and I think that's a foul there, Casey Whitfield. Danny Rovira just hung out a leg and tripped up Jimenez in the box. Not sure how you don't call that one. I'm not trying to be biased here, but it looked clear to me. I, I'm, I'm shocked right now that that was not called, and I really am not being biased whatsoever, but he completely kicked him in the knees, and that is no questions asked, a penalty kick. He did not make contact with the ball, took out Jimenez, how the assistant referee who was right there missed it, and the center referee who had a clean look on it, how they both missed it is extremely poor officiating. Austin Saini is the center official in this game. Louisville with a free kick here, a fifth-third free kick in the defensive half near midfield. Tosh takes it back to him by Del Piccolo. It goes all the way backward to Zimla. Runners coming forward for Pittsburgh. Zimla out of his box on the right side, just has to send it long. Flicked on header there from Elijah Winder. Touchdown by Harris. Here comes Louisville forward. Jimenez on the right side. Wide right, Tellefson. Still they come forward. Tellefson ball in towards Harris. He's in the box. Heavy touch from Harris. Showed too much of it to Farrell, and it's knocked behind. It'll be a goal kick, or will it? No, it's a corner kick to Louisville City. A VFI corner from the far side, the right, for the boys in purple. We've played nearly the two minutes here, so this may be the last opportunity for Louisville to try and score a goal before halftime in this 0-0 game as Jimenez places the ball. It'll be an in-swinger off of his left foot, and there are several players forward, about six of them in the box to aim at here for Louisville City. This has got to be the final moment of the half. Jimenez is Vi-Fi corner, into the air off of his left foot, into the six-yard box, punched away by the goalkeeper. It'll come out to Tyler Gibson, who keeps it alive, knocked off of his feet by Rovira. Mushugalusa picks it up, and the referee blows his whistle. 
And that will end the first half. Well, the biggest moment of the half, arguably, that non-penalty call just a moment ago that Louisville City feels a little bit hard done by. And so we go to the halftime locker break scoreless. Pittsburgh 0, Louisville City 0. The halftime report to come will step aside. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Hey, Kentuckiana, Coach Dan McDonald here. In my 16 years of living in this community, I've had the great pleasure of being associated with some amazing teams, and I wanted to take a moment to talk about the wonderful team at Fitness Market. When my wife and I were upgrading our home fitness room, we knew there was only one place to go, Fitness Market. Fitness Market has been serving the Louisville community for over 10 years, and their service company, Treadmill Medic, has been in Louisville for over 20 years. When Julie and I walked into their store, we were treated like family, and that is exactly what what fitness market is a local family business the whiters and their team truly care about their customers and they want them to succeed in their personal fitness goals the team at fitness market has helped us create an amazing workout room in our home and we couldn't be happier with our purchase so when you are ready to add to your home gym do what julie and i did go see the winning team at fitness market so visit fitness market two locations westport road just inside the snyder or Plantside drive and waterson trail or online at thefitnessmarket.com At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This halftime report is presented to you by Breeze Airways. Nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. Louisville City on the road in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where it is scoreless at halftime, 0-0. Really, though, Casey Whitfield, the chances, I, I think, ultimately, though it was a very even game, but the three big chances that Louisville City had were the best chances of the game in that first half. We had the breakaway 
for Musha Galusa that was knocked behind for a corner kick. There was Oscar Jimenez on a long ball from Tosh that just checked up off the turf. He hit it on the volley outside of the box with the goalkeeper coming off of his line, put it wide, and then really the biggest chance of that first half happening in the dying moments of stoppage time, Oscar Jimenez goes down in the box. On replay, looks like he was clearly fouled by Danny Rovira, but the referee, Austin Saini, not calling the foul, not giving the penalty kick, and so we went to halftime scoreless between Pittsburgh and Louisville City. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about all three of those chances. First, the the long ball over top to Jimenez. He does very well to get on the end of it. He hits that one completely out of the air, and it was a long, long ball. So really well done from Jimenez. I think he did the best he could with the situation. Unfortunately, he couldn't get it on target. With Musha Galusa's look, if he wants to take the shot with his right foot, he cannot hit it with the inside of his foot. So what happens when a forward is running at full speed and they go to shoot with the inside of the foot, that split second that it takes them to open their hips up and hit the ball at the inside of the foot, it allows the goal keeper to then adjust which way they're going to go to dive because they can read the, where the, the player's going and for the defender to step in. So if he wants to go right foot, it has to be a toe poke there because it does not allow enough time to respond, but a really good run from him in behind. And then finally, that penalty kick, I'm still in shock by that because that is one of the worst calls I think I've ever seen. You either need to give a yellow card for Oscar Jimenez diving, if that's what you think it was, if you think it was a dive, that you need to give a yellow card for simulation or you need to call the foul because clearly there was contact there and for both officials to miss it is mind-blowing. Right, your point. In those situations where a player goes down, the offensive attacking player goes down in the penalty area, it either needs to be a foul and a penalty kick because that player was fouled, that's why he went down, or you need to call him for a dive for simulation for faking a foul, as it were. Neither, but neither call was made in this Nothing case. The referee didn't call anything, which which says to me that he didn't see what happened or didn't know what was going on, uh, and that's a huge opportunity missed for Louisville City. It's this kind of game, a physical back and forth game with not much flow, just a, an exchange of, of balls, you know, long balls back and forth. It's this kind of game where one opportunity will win it for you, and if that opportunity is a penalty kick. You know, maybe that's what Louisville City would need to get all three points in this game. And so for the referee to not make that call, I think is going to play huge in how this game finishes. I completely agree. I think that is going to be a big deciding factor in this match. And I think looking back, based on how this second half plays out, that is a turning point in this game, Of regardless of what happens. That is a big turning point and really, really frustrating because it was such a poor decision from the referee. Ultimately, in terms of first-half statistics, Louisville City finishes with the possession advantage, 55%. Two shots for Louisville City. None of them were on target. Those two go down as the Jimenez effort from distance on the volley and the Mushagalusa effort that was knocked behind by the center back for Pittsburgh. The Riverhounds with four shots, most of those coming in the first 25 minutes or so. One of them was on target, ultimately not very dangerous, not very threatening. It was a header from Luke Biasi that Zimla saved in goal for Louisville City. Corner kicks, we had six of them, four of them won by Pittsburgh, two for Louisville City, and the foul total, 11 fouls, seven called against Pittsburgh, four called against Lou City. We did not have any bookings in that first half. 0-0 is our score on this Breeze Airways halftime report. Racing Louisville was in action today as well. They got a point on the road, but it's a point that feels a little bit like a loss. We'll tell you about it when we come back. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville.
A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. It's summertime in the bluegrass, and Liquor Barn has everything except sunscreen. Liquor Barn makes it easy to stock up for your day at the pool, the lake, or outside party. Head to your nearest Liquor Barn store or go to liquorbarn.com to download the Liquor Barn app and place an order for pickup or delivery. Shop Kentucky's favorite spirits, wine, and beer store online, and you'll have more time for summer. Liquor Barn, where Kentuckians go to celebrate life. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. I'm Lieutenant Matt Keller. And I am Officer Amber Ross with Louisville Metro Police Department. When working traffic in Jefferson County, responding to crashes involving deaths or injuries is the toughest part of our job. When you drive, there's so much out of your control. But what you do have control over is wearing a seatbelt. Less than two seconds, that's all the time it takes to buckle up. Why do we enforce seatbelt laws? It's not about writing tickets, it's about saving lives. Please always buckle up. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Louisville City fans, this is Paolo Del Piccolo. Tune in to Soccer City at 6 p.m. each Thursday on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app to hear exclusive conversations with players like me. Welcome back to the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. 0-0 is our score in Pennsylvania between Louisville City and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Earlier today on the West Coast in Seattle, Racing Louisville came up with a point on the road, 2-2 against O.L. Rain. But Casey Whitfield, that is a 2-2 scoreline that feels like a loss for Racing Louisville. The third time this season that they have coughed up two points with a 2-0 lead. Twice also against O.L. Rain. They came from behind at Lynn Family Stadium earlier this season to tie a game at 2-2. It was Wong Schwang that scored on a penalty kick in the first half to give Racing a halftime lead of 1-0. Then Paige Monahan scored on a little bit of a strange play where, look, the whistle didn't go and she picked up the ball and then the goalkeeper kind of fumbled the ball for OL Rain, but racing, you know, look, it's to their benefit, uh, and they went up two to nothing. That was in the 76th minute, and then from there, it really fell apart. OL Rain scored two goals within four minutes of each other in the 82nd, and officially the 87th minute with Elise Bennett scoring the tying goal, and what looked like a sure road win for racing Louisville against a shorthanded OL Rain team ultimately goes down as a tie. And in the back half of this season now, Casey. It's really when racing needs to start turning these good performances, positive performances in many ways, into wins because they're looking up at the playoffs still and they couldn't do it today. They couldn't come down with all three points. It was just so unfortunate because I felt like the first half of the game, they looked so good. They played so well. It was a very even match. And then after the Monaghan goal, it almost looked like racing deflated some and it just kind of became all OL rain. And 
you cannot let a team like O.L. Reign stay in a game. I don't care if they have all of their players or not. They are a very, very good team. They know how to finish games. They are a veteran team. And so it's just it's just frustrating because they did all this work and then to lose out on the points, very unfortunate for racing, but an opportunity to be able to come home Friday against Kansas City, who is another team that's doing really well this season, an opportunity to get points at home and, like you said, begin to get the wheels going because they are not far out of the playoffs. The front, the top, what, eight teams, I think, are all within a few points of each other. So it's definitely obtainable to be able to get into the playoffs. So, But it's got to start now. Yeah, to your point, right now as it stands, looking at the live standings of the NWSL, racing is four points back of the final playoff spot, four points back of sixth as they sit in eighth place, but they're only nine points back of first. So right. that uh, top eight in the NWSL, as you point out, Casey, very congested, very close, but with just a few games left in the season, eight in fact, in regular season play, racing Louisville needs to start getting some points in a hurry to climb up those standings. You pointed out Kansas City, they're down in 11th place with just 12 points on the season. That game coming up on Friday night at Lynn Family Stadium, an 8 o'clock kickoff for racing Louisville against the Kansas City Current. Get your tickets at racingloufc.com or 502-LOU-CITY is the phone number, 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. $8 student tickets, all-you-can-eat ticket options, lots of affordable seats to watch some top-level soccer, albeit with a few players missing for the World Cup. So that's coming up for Racing Louisville on Friday night. Second half coming your way next. It is scoreless in Pittsburgh, 0-0 between Louisville City and the Riverhounds, looking for an opening goal in the second period of play. It'll be the start of the second half when we return on the Breeze Airways Halftime Reports here on ESPN Louisville. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502 897 6551 for nationwide shipping and same day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's Noel McCabe, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Just a few minutes to go, a few moments to go before the kickoff of the second half in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Highmark Stadium, home of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. 
0-0 is our score. We will, of course, switch sides in the second half. Louisville City will be defending the goal to the left end of the field as we are bringing you tonight's game. And Pittsburgh will be defending the goal to the right end of the field. Louisville City wearing white on the road. Pittsburgh in black and gold on the road. And it's Louisville City ball from the opening kickoff of the second half. No changes to report to you in this 0-0 game. Gibson plays it forward to Elijah Winder, but he can't control it. And Pittsburgh takes over almost immediately from the opening kickoff. Farrell in the middle sends it long for Pittsburgh. Headed up into the air by Sharpie. Into the middle now, I believe Griffin sends it forward. Here's maybe a chance for Pittsburgh. As the shot is blocked, it'll roll wide left and stay in play here with Danny Griffin. In fact, he'll just let the ball go aside. It was Shawunmi, the center forward, that had the shot from distance. It was blocked by a Louisville City defender and out for a Pittsburgh throw in the attacking final third for them on the near side of the left. I think it was Wes Sharpie that had the block there really nicely done by him to put his body out and get in front of that shot and block it immediately to not even allow that one to break through. Wes Sharpie has been very good at shot blocking this season. Throw in from Rovira into the penalty area, cleared away by Tyler Gibson, and then in the battle for possession outside of the box, a foul goes against Pittsburgh and gives Louisville City a fifth-third free kick just outside of the box in their defensive half in the on the near side, the right. Uh, Tosh places the ball down, knocks it back to Zimla, and Louisville will try and build out of the back here. Tosh gives it away, a terrible giveaway, an opportunity for Pittsburgh, recovery from Gibson, uh, knocked away by, I believe, Del Piccolo, ball over the top, and it is behind, and Pittsburgh cannot capitalize on that turnover. Shawunmi had the opportunity late to extend out a leg on a ball over the top, but that ball given away by Sean Tosh, nearly a self-destruction for Louisville City there, and Pittsburgh just couldn't take advantage inside the opening two minutes of the second half. Very poor giveaway from Sean Tosh, and he needs to go and thank Tyler Gibson and Wes Sharpie for... Tyler Gibson won for sliding in and completely taking away the danger. West Sharpie dropped in to cover Gibson, but a shaky moment there. Pittsburgh going to be a little disappointed in themselves. They weren't able to capitalize on that, but very poor from Tosh. Junior Etu came onto that loose ball. His shot was blocked uh, by Gibson, who did such a stellar defensive effort there. And then the second opportunity, Ibarra clipped it up over the top for Shawunmi, the center forward, and it was just over his extended right leg and behind for a Louisville City goal kick. It is back in play from that goal kicks and all the way back to Zimla, the goalkeeper. He clips it long under some pressure. Biasi up for a header for Pittsburgh. Dia clips it towards the center circle. There's a header from Griffin brought down by Gibson. And actually Griffin recovers to win the ball back for Pittsburgh for the moment. But he tries to play it wide right. No one there in black and gold. And it's out for Louisville City throw on the far side, the left. In the defensive half, and Amadou Dia sends it toward midfield. Clipped forward by Paolo Del Piccolo. Headed back toward him. Del Piccolo with a header brought down by Harris just near midfield, and Harris is held up from behind by Ibarra, and it's a foul against Ibarra, and a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, or is it just a throw? I thought maybe a foul, no foul given. In fact, the ball just out of play for a Louisville City throw from the far side, the left, just past midfield. It'll be Dia to take the throw down the far sideline towards Harris, who can't control it. Knocking The ball knocked around loose, and Harris trying to bring it down, couldn't control it a second time, and it's out now for a Pittsburgh throw on the far side, the right. The throw comes in. Headed back towards the Pittsburgh defensive half. Biasi a header. Another header from a Pittsburgh player. Just two teams battling for the ball back and forth. Here's a header from the back line for Pittsburgh from Osamanu. And Louisville City comes down with the ball. Mushigalusa through to Harris to the left side of the box. Still Harris goes on in the penalty area. He's got Winder to aim at. Here's Winder. Touches it in towards goal. It's off the post. Did it stay out or was it in? What's the call? Louisville celebrating. And they have given the goal, I believe. 
Or have they? What is the call officially? The referee coming over, and he's going to show a yellow card here to a Louisville City player, to Wilson Harris. They have not given the goal. The goal was not given, and it remains 0-0, and somehow a World of Beer yellow card has been shown to Wilson Harris. I'm still not entirely sure what I just saw, Casey Whitfield. First of all, it was a great opportunity for Louisville City. Harris got past Farrell, who fell to the ground, cut it back to the top of the six-yard box where Elijah, uh, Elijah Winder sent it on towards goal. It went off the post. There was a thought that it might have been over the line, and it was cleared off the goal line. Louisville City was hoping for the goal, and then ultimately it ricochets off of a Louisville player and out for a goal kick, and somehow in all that mess, Wilson Harris was shown a yellow card. Explain to me what just happened. I have no idea what we were just looking at. So I, I believe the shot hits off the post and the spin of it looks like it's going into the back of the net. But because there's really no good camera angles, it's hard to really tell whether the entire ball crossed over the line. From my perspective, it looked as though Ordonez was heading the ball out of the goal. And it looked like the ball crossed over with the spin and was in the back of the net. And he headed it out of the goal. Uh, but regardless, the the assistant referee is supposed to be on the goal line and said it did not cross the line. But I'm assuming they gave the yellow card to Harris for talking back to the referee. Could have been as well. They ultimately did give a five-five corner to Louisville City. They had a couple of opportunities putting the ball into the box as you were describing that that strange play, Casey. It was cleared away by Pittsburgh, but then a foul here goes against Pittsburgh, and now we have a booking against Pittsburgh. A world of beer yellow card shown to Etu, Junior Etu for Pittsburgh, and Louisville City will have a fifth-third free kick in their attacking half in the middle of the field as Dia was the man fouled. So suddenly this game has... It's not necessarily been the prettiest soccer, but it has been very eventful over the last couple of minutes. Etu with a late leg out as he was trying to bring that ball down, and it was studs into the leg of Amadou Dia, and I think a good call there from the referee and a good booking to Junior Etu. Yeah, I'm really confused why Etu is trying to throw his hands up. Like, what did I do? He goes in completely studs up against Amadou Dia. It's a no-brainer. You can't go in studs up against a player, but it's going to set up an interesting set piece. Again, it's a, it's a Difficult angle and a little too far out for a shot. So I would be interested to see if they're going to try a little more of a cheeky set piece on this one, maybe trying to play out wide, or if they're just going to lump it into the back to try to find Tosh to head it back across. It's about 30 yards from goal on the inside left. It'll be Oscar Jimenez. He does play it on the ground. Del Piccolo clips it over the top to the back post, headed up in the air by Pittsburgh. Still loose in the box. Winder up for the header. Still loose in the box. Etu brings it down on a foul here. Goes against Winder. And that will end the threat for Louisville City and give a free kick to Pittsburgh in their defensive penalty area. Goodness gracious, it's been an eventful opening seven minutes of this second half. As we get a look at that previous chance for Louisville City, what do you think? Look at the replay here, Casey. Was the ball over the line? Everybody for in white for Louisville City thought it was. Again, it's just really hard to tell because none of the angles explicitly show the goal line. And so you're looking at it from either the front goal perspective or the back goal perspective. And so you're, it's hard to see exactly where the line is. But from where the header took place, it looked as though it was inside the goal heading out. Uh, so for me, it'd be kind of hard to say if he's heading it out of the goal, how did it not end up in the back of the net? Val here goes against Pittsburgh as the ball was put back into play. I think it crossed. I mean, it's. I think it's in. Yeah, looking at the replay I once again, it's, it's so close to being in or out. Fifth third free kick. Dia, ball into the box towards the back post from the left side. Tellefson brings it down 
on the near sideline, drops it off backward to Oscar Jimenez. The attack's still on here for Louisville City after the ball was put back into play. It's back to Tosh on the right side at midfield. Touched back to him by Del Piccolo. Tosh under pressure here from Canardo Forbes. Has to play it all the way back to Zimla, who's out of his penalty area. Zimla left-footed ball nearly gives it away to Junior Etu. Falls to Amadou Dia. Touches it in towards the center circle, and now it's a giveaway. Pittsburgh takes over, but Canardo Forbes can't do anything with it. Passes the ball behind his teammate, and it's out for a Louisville throw on the far side, the left. Again, I go back to it, KC. Danny Cruz said at the beginning of the broadcast, a clip we played, that it was not going to be about soccer tonight. It was going to be about the physicality and the desire and the fight, and that has played out before our eyes right here. It's not been a pretty game, but it is, it's, it's been entertaining, I think, at this point. Just physical back-and-forth stuff. Who wants it more is the story of the game right now. But all the way back to Zimla under pressure. He has to send it long and out of play, and in fact, it nearly goes into the river on the far side. It may just bounce that way. It's out for a Pittsburgh throw on the far side there right in the attacking half for them. Yeah, it's really going to be about that drive, that willingness to win. And right now, the energy that Louisville City is bringing right now is what they need to bring. That aggressive mentality is forcing Pittsburgh to make a few more mistakes that they didn't make in the first half. So they have to continue to bring this energy, bring this aggressive play mentality to the game if they want to continue to be on the front foot. Played nine minutes in the second half, 0-0 still the score. An exchange of headers, that is, as has often been the case tonight. It'll fall here to Wilson Harris, though. Clips it over the top. Mushaglusa making a run in behind on the far sideline. He'll pick it up here. Looking to put in a cross, maybe. Instead, he'll try and dribble past the defender, but the defender did well, stood tall, knocked it away for Pittsburgh, and the Riverhounds take over. In the middle of the field, Cornardo Forbes, uh, just to the right of the center circle, crosses midfield, now checks up on the halfway line, plays it into the middle here to Ibarra. He dribbles into the attacking half. Still on he goes, plays it wide left to Danny Griffin for Pittsburgh during the Louisville half. Griffin will switch fields from left to right. Ball in the air to the far sideline. Brought down by, I believe, Biasi. Dribbling towards the outside of the box. Here's his cross to the back post. It's a good one. Griffin heads it down. Loose in the box. A second opportunity from Etu is over the bar. And it's out for a Louisville City goal kick. It was a loose ball headed back into the mixer from the near post. From our perspective, the left post for Pittsburgh. In towards Etu. He tried to hit it on the bounce out of the air and just couldn't get it. Under the bar, and Louisville City lives to breathe another moment. It's out for a goal kick. Extremely fortunate from Louisville City. Jimenez was stranded out there with two players, and Griffin, first of all, should have gotten that one on target. And then second, Forbes on the rebound. I'm not sure why he didn't try to head that one on frame, but he tries to head it back across the goal face. Really, really close stuff there for Pittsburgh, though. Here comes Pittsburgh again. Griffin just outside of the box, dribbling in. Takes a shot from distance. It's blocked on its way through by West Sherpy. Falls to Rasmus Tellison, trying to dribble out of trouble. Tellison goes down. Louisville wants a foul. They get a foul, and it's going to be a booking. A World of Beer yellow card for Kennardo Forbes of Pittsburgh, and it'll be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half on the inside right, about 20 yards shy of the midfield stripe. Bob Lilly, the head coach for Pittsburgh, throwing his fists in the air in arguing that call. First of all, the opportunity for Griffin coming through. He smashed the shot right into the face of Wes Sharpie. Good stuff from Sharpie to be in the right place, but he didn't really know anything about that. Just kind of hit him in the face. And then Tellison tripped up as he tried to bring the ball out of trouble and a world of beer yellow card shown to Forbes. Actually, it's a really smart play there from Tellison because when he picks the ball up, he sees that Forbes is trying to make a recovery run back and just takes a touch ever so slightly into the path of Cardardo Forbes, forcing the contact there. And because it was a clip from behind, it's always going to be a foul. So it's really smart from Tellison there to draw that foul on the contact. 11 and a half minutes gone by in the second half. 0-0 remains the score. Louisville on the road in Pittsburgh tonight. 
looking to beat Pittsburgh in their home stadium for the first time all season. They've not lost at home, is how I mean to say, for Pittsburgh. Throw in from Dia into the attacking half. Mushagalusa wide left of the box. Plays it backward toward Dia. Battle physical one between Dia and, I believe, Forbes. Forbes wins the ball but gives it back to Tellison. Maybe a chance for Lou City. Knocked down from Harris. Del Piccolo just clips it up into the air looking for Harris to run behind. Headed away by Pittsburgh. Forbes picks it up on the far sideline. Drops it off backward to Biasi just to the right of the box. His clearance wide right, and it's out for a Louisville throw, or was it deflected? It was deflected. It's going to be a Pittsburgh throw on the far side there right in their defensive final third. I love the spot, and I love the read from Tellefson, but why is he trying to pass the ball back into all the pressure where it just came from? Instead, he's in the middle of the box. Why not try to settle it and open his hips up and see if he could have a go with it or then allow for his teammates to make runs off of him? But by playing it right back into the pressure, you're not helping your teammates whatsoever, and it, it, allowed, it forced a turnover. Louisville wins the ball back after the throw. Oscar Jimenez dribbling forward in the attacking half, bumbling ball off of his feet. Knocked off of his feet, headed down by Tosh, back to Jimenez, and he's fouled. Just past midfield, on the inside right, about five yards past midfield. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City here. A game that has started to favor Louisville, I think, in this second half, Casey. They've had clearly the best chance where the ball might have been over the line a few minutes into the second half. It was not counted as a goal, but momentum clearly on the side of Lou City right now as they have this fifth-third free kick just about a yard past midfield on the inside right. I definitely think that the momentum so far has been towards Louisville City. Now they just have to see if they can capitalize on it, which has been their problem so far this season is they've been able to control spells of the game. They've been able to create more opportunities, but then it comes down to capitalizing on those opportunities, and that's where the struggle has been. Louisville's fifth third free kick sent long by Tosh and knocked out for a Pittsburgh throw on the far side the right. They take it in now towards Shawunmi, the center forward. He can't bring it down. Louisville wins the ball, knocks it forward to Harris. He can't hold it up. Battle for possession once again, and here's a foul against Louisville as Forbes goes down for Pittsburgh. This is on the Pittsburgh right side, about eight yards past midfield. And I cannot emphasize enough to our listeners, this has been a choppy, ugly game. There has been almost no flow to it. Back and forth, the game has been long ball after long ball after long ball, physical play after physical play, collision after collision. And right now, though, it stands on a knife's edge. Anybody's game as it stands. Shawunmi trying to hold the ball up just outside the Louisville box, but he's called for a foul. And this will be a fifth-third free kick to Lou City just on the edge of the Louisville box. We've played nearly an hour of this game. 0-0 is our score with 30 minutes to go. Yeah, there really hasn't been any sort of flow or rhythm to the game. It's been very choppy, and there has been little spells of possession, but nothing that we're used to seeing when we watch a Louisville City game. Ball through from Louisville to Tellison, running down the right channel just outside of the box. He goes down under a challenge from a Pittsburgh defender, but no foul called, and the ball goes past the end line. A goal kick here to the Riverhounds, as Tellison has shown up a few times in this second half. That time playing wide right as a winger running down the near sideline and just couldn't catch up to that ball and it's out for a Pittsburgh goal kick. Yeah, he really wasn't involved much in the first half with regards to going forward, so it's good to see him getting more involved in the second half, seeing if he can get on the ball more and see if he can be a little bit more creative offensively. Pittsburgh sends the ball long and it falls all the way to the Louisville goalkeeper Zimla after it was headed back to him by Tosh and Louisville will build out of the back here with 30 minutes to play. Zimla, ball to the far sideline. Didia just brings it in under a little bit of pressure on an awkward bounce. 
Back to Wes Sharpie, who brings the ball out of the Louisville box. Sharpie, a long ball into the attacking half down the left channel, headed into the middle by Mushagalusa. Here's Harris, takes aim from 30 yards. His shot was deflected, and does it stay in? The goalkeeper, Zamudio, trying to keep it in. He did not. It's going to be out for a Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City from the far side there left. I love this half chance, though, from Wilson Harris because it's the first time that they've really looked to take a true shot from far outside the 18-yard box within the run of play. All the other shots from farther out have come after a set piece, but this one, Harris recognizes that he has the time and space, and so he takes that shot, and it led to a corner kick, so I like that uh, opportunistic look there from Wilson Harris. Lucidi's fifth corner of the game, coming in here in the 62nd minute in this 0-0 game, again from the far side, the left. Referee giving some instructions to the players battling for position in that six-yard box, including Elijah Winder. It'll be Oscar Jimenez to take the Wi-Fi corner with his right foot this time, and then Swinger. Here's his approach. He plays it low on the ground toward Amadou Dia just at the top of the box on the left. Tried to play it under the mixer. It was blocked down by uh, a uh, Danny Rovira for Pittsburgh. Falls to Tyler Gibson, and under some pressure, he plays it all the way back to Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper, who's playing well forward, about 20 yards outside of his box. Zimla, long ball down the middle, looking for Tellison. Headed away by Pittsburgh along their back line. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the near side, the right, in the attacking half for Lou City. Unless it's super windy like it was in the first half, I really don't think a short corner was the best decision there. I think a ball into the box forcing the goalkeeper to have to make a save, to have to come out and punch it away, would have maybe been a little better choice at that stage of the game. Throw from Louisville went to Tellison, couldn't control it. Pittsburgh knocked it forward. Goes all the way back to the Louisville goalkeeper Zimlin. Now on the near sideline, Tosh. Tosh on the near sideline sends it long. It's out for a Pittsburgh throw on the near side. The Pittsburgh left in their defensive half. And I'll take this opportunity to remind you that if Louisville City wins this game, you also win. They've partnered with Wendy's to give you a free small frosty if the boys in purple win without a purchase necessary. The offer is valid the day following a win, so tomorrow if they win today, you can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem. The Pittsburgh throw in, a battle for possession in the center circle. Paolo Del Piccolo goes to the ground. Pittsburgh comes out with it. They try and play it forward to either Forbes or Shawunmi, but neither of them can catch up to the ball. It rolls into the feet of Zimla. Zimla forward to Sharpie, just to the left of the D of the Louisville penalty area. Wide left is Dia into the attacking half. Elijah Winder, forward wide left. Mushagalusa under pressure from a couple of defenders, trying to hold it up. Knocked off his feet. It'll fall to Winder. Turns toward the Pittsburgh box. On he goes. Here's Elijah Winder still forward. Knocked off his feet, picked up by Gibson, but a foul called against Elijah Winder somehow, and it'll give Pittsburgh a free kick just outside of their box to the right of the D, and Elijah Winder's been booked. A World of Beer yellow card shown to Elijah Winder of Louisville City in the 64th minute, and it's going to be a Pittsburgh free kick. And it looks like Winder is just trying to make the run forward, and I'm not sure how it's a foul because it looks like Ordonez is the one that steps in. It looks like it's just a 50-50 challenge. Two players coming together. I don't think there was anything vicious from either player. So if you're going to call the foul, call it coming out, but definitely not a yellow card offense there from Elijah Winder. So I think a little bit unfortunate for him there and a, a bit of a poor decision from the referee to give that yellow card. Yeah, Arturo Ordonez. I've been calling him Osuna in the game. That's one of his many names. Ordonez is his other name, and he was the player that cleared it away. It's Louisville City trying to bring the ball down on the far sideline. Popped up high into the air. Wilson Harris on the far sideline. Can't bring it down. It's out for a Pittsburgh throw. Again, just back and forth play. Neither team able to bring the ball down and knock it around for long spells. It's been uh, you know some really physical 
ugly soccer at many points in this game, especially in these conditions. Clip forward, Forbes trying to play it forward to Shawunmi, the center forward for Pittsburgh. He can't catch up to it. He's chasing it down on the far sideline near the corner flag in the Louisville defensive half. It's out for a loose City throw on the far side. The loose City left in their defensive final third where Adia will have this throw. We're in the 65th minute now. Still 0-0 is the score. Six shots for Pittsburgh. One on target came in the first half for Louisville City. Officially four shots on target, or four shots, none on target somehow, despite the ball being maybe over the line on that shot from Elijah Winder earlier in this second half. Pittsburgh wins the ball from that throw. They've got it in the attacking half here. Rovira on the near sideline, the left wing back, plays it backward to Ordonez. Swings it with his right foot from the left of the center circle to the far sideline, headed back towards Etu, who's made a run forward. Etu brings it down near the corner, battling with Amadou Dia. Etu gives it up backward here. Maybe a chance for Pittsburgh as they dribble the ball into the box toward the end line, and it's knocked behind. It's going to be a Pittsburgh corner from the far side, the right. I believe maybe Ibarra got forward there for Pittsburgh and wins the corner kick for the Riverhounds. And when Louisville City has been able to get set in their defensive shape, one thing they've done really well with is forcing Pittsburgh to have to go around the outside. They've made it really difficult for Pittsburgh to be able to come down the middle of the field. So they're forcing them down the wings where they're able to channel them using the sideline and the inline as a other defender. It's going to be a corner for Kennardo Forbes. The Jamaican for Pittsburgh with five assists this season. Here it comes from the far sideline, headed on towards goal by Ordonez, and it's over the bar. Ordonez won the header just outside of the six-yard box but couldn't get it on target, and it's a goal kick to Louisville City here in the 67th minute. Very good defensive shape there from Louisville City to be able to force an errant header from Ordonez, but Ordonez has really been getting involved in this second half. He was a little quiet in the first half, and it was a lot from Farrell, but Ordonez has been really the go-to target on the set pieces for the second half. Here's Lou City in the attacking half with Elijah Winder, middle of the field, backward to Del Piccolo. Now Gibson, wide right, here's Jimenez. A little space here for Louisville City, but Jimenez trying to link up with Tellefson, playing it toward the corner flag, and Tellefson can't catch up to it. And it's behind, past the inline, a goal kick to Pittsburgh. Just a little bit of space there for the first time in a while, it feels like, Casey. And Elijah Winder, particularly in the midfield, had that space. They got it wide right and an opportunity to try and link up there with Tellison for Jimenez, but he mishit the pass. We're going to have a couple of substitutions here for Pittsburgh, by the way. Well, and I feel like Tellison maybe could have gotten to that if he continued his run and tried to slide to keep it in, but he pulls up his run so soon that there was no way of really knowing whether he would have actually been able to get on the end of it or not, and that just comes down to having that do-whatever-it-takes mentality. Even if you can't get to it, you continue running. You try to go to get onto it to show that you're willing to do what it takes and put in the effort to try to get on the end of it. One of those substitutions will be Langston Blackstop. Blackstock, I should say, who has one assist on his record this season. This will be his 14th appearance for Pittsburgh. He's going to come in in place of Junior Etu. The other player that gave way for Pittsburgh was Danny Rovira, and he is replaced by Burke Falling, a player out of Mississippi making his 11th appearance this season. Both of those substitutions brought to you by Fortna. And they come in the 68th, nearly the 69th minute here as Louisville has taken over on the ball after those substitutions. Louisville with the possession in the center circle is Elijah Winder. Coming forward, wide right, Jimenez on the midfield line. Backward to uh, to Tosh. 
Back into the center circle forward, it goes to Gibson. Wide left now, Amadou Dia, just past midfield. Dia clips the ball over the top. Mushagalusa brings it down, and a heavy touch from him will bring him out of the box. Still with it, though, Mushagalusa in the attacking half by the corner flag. On the far side, the left, two defenders over there. He tries to spin around one, does so successfully. Mushagalusa in the box, goes for a goal, and it just flashes past the face and behind for a goal kick. Really well done from Mushagalusa. Had two defenders around him, somehow spun one of those defenders, got into the box on that left side, tried to hit it with his right foot, and just couldn't get the shot ultimately on target. And did it take a deflection? It looks like it did on the replay. We'll see if the referee gives a goal kick or a corner. Eh, Maybe it didn't take a deflection. It is ultimately going to be a goal kick to Pittsburgh. But what a great individual effort there, Casey, by Matiti. Excellent work there from Mushigalusa there. He waits for Joe Farrell to kind of dive in on him as he's shielding the ball. And as soon as Farrell takes that step in, he spins around him. And that's what allows him to get cleanly down the end line. And then Matiti is able to cut inside. The only problem is on the shot. He doesn't get his hips around. His hips are continuously facing towards the opposite sideline, which is why the ball was not able to go on target. If he's able to get his hips around the ball a little bit more, he's going to have a chance to get that ball on target. Louisville with the ball. They send it forward on the ground down the middle. It'll fall to Zamu Dio, the goalkeeper who's off of his line. He just heaves it forward down the middle. We're in the 70th minute here. 0-0 remains our score between Louisville City and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. It finished 0-0 when these two met in the preseason. Way back in February, before the season started, it finished 2-2 last year in the playoffs between these two, and Louisville City was able to win it in a penalty kick shootout. Throw to Pittsburgh on the far sideline. They bring it into failing the substitute who just checked in. He's got it on the right. Opportunity to cross. His cross blocked up high into the air, still loose in the penalty area. A header from Griffin, and it just bounces wide of Zimla's goal, and it's out for a Louisville City goal kick. Maybe a foul has gone here against Pittsburgh as well as the referee is speaking to some Pittsburgh players after that physical battle in the Louisville box. In any event, it is not a goal for Pittsburgh, not an opportunity as the header from Griffin went wide. Well, and he's counting out the number of opportunities. You, you wonder if the whoever he was speaking to, if the next foul they have, if it's going to be a booking for a persistent fouling or maybe for talking back. I, I'm not sure what exactly he was saying, but the referee trying to manage the game a little bit more as tensions are continuing to get high. We've been talking about how this has been a physical battle and it just continues to grow throughout this game. And you got to imagine these last 20 minutes are going to be probably the toughest of them all. Yeah, four bookings in this game. By the way, one of the players that was subbed off for Pittsburgh, Etu, has one of those bookings. So one of the yellow cards has been taken out of the game for Pittsburgh, perhaps smartly by Bob Lilly, given how physical this game has been. And as you point out, Casey, also emotional as two teams with a lot of pride and a lot of success in their histories come together here today. Louisville City looking to win on the road, and Pittsburgh looking to keep a perfect home record, an undefeated home record, I should say, with one tie in ten games uh, still alive. Louisville back with possession now. They've got it along their back line with Dia. Back to Sharpie, the left center back. Uh, swings it across the top of the Louisville box to Sean Tosh. Tosh swings his right foot through it, sends it long on a diagonal looking for Mushigalusa. Headed away by a Pittsburgh defender. Brought down by Luke Biasi, but Amadou Dia takes it away for Louisville. Maybe a chance for Lou City in the attacking half. Mushigalusa to Dia. Here's his cross to the back post, and it's over everyone's head. And behind a goal kick 
to the Riverhounds here. Tellefson was making that run at the back post, but that crossed just too tall for the Dane. But that's so much better because there was really good link-up play between Mushigalusa and Dia there on the sideline. There was at least two runners in the box making the runs inside, so a lot better offensively from Louisville City. Now it's just the sharpness of the service there from Dia. Dia just, again, didn't get his hips around it and loft chipped the ball a little bit more than driving it, so that's why it was spinning weird in the air, and that's why it was so high, but much better going forward with good energy and good pace with numbers. 17 and a half minutes to go in this game, plus stoppage time in a 0-0 game as it remains. We've had 13 shots officially on the stat sheet. Just one of them on target came for Pittsburgh in the first half, but Louisville City did have a ball that was cleared off the line by a Pittsburgh defender in the second half on a shot that went off the post by Elijah Winder. Out for a Pittsburgh throw here on the near side, their left in their attacking half. One of the two substitutes will take this throw. It is Langston Blackstock to take the throw number seven. Into the box now. On the near side of it is Griffin. Back to Blackstock. Right-footed cross in, and a good one headers on, and it's in. And it is failing, but no, they wave it off. The other substitute failing thought he had scored on a terrific delivery. He headed it past Zimla into the back of the net, but it was waved off from the referee, perhaps for an offside flag. It is going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, and the boys in purple, in fact, do not go behind. That goal will not count. I think it was an offside flag. I would be I would be interested to see what the replay says showing whether it was an offside or what the decision was there. But I think Louisville City, very fortunate there to not allow that one in the back of the net because it was a very good service in the box and a really good header from falling to put that one in the back of the net. But I think both teams now both have a goal taken away, so little even playing field. Three substitutions here for Louisville City before they take that Fifth, third, actually, that uh, yeah, the fifth, third free kick following offside flag. It's Manny Perez on in place of Oscar Jimenez, Niall McCabe on in place of Tyler Gibson, and then Martin Powells has come on in place of Rasmus Tellison. So Louisville City playing with two center forwards right now, with Powells pairing with Wilson Harris with 15 minutes, 16 minutes to go in this game. All three of those substitutions brought to you by Fortna. Again, Powells, McCabe, and Perez on for Louisville City substitutions brought to you by Fortnite. What do you make of this two-forward formation right now, Casey? I love a little bit more aggressive, offensive look there. I like the idea of trying to put a more of a target forward in there in Powell's because so many times Louisville City has looked to play a direct ball over top and Harris is not a hold-up forward. That's just not the style he plays. That's not who he is as a player, and that's totally fine. But don't try to play a long ball for a hold-up player that's not a hold-up player. And that's what Powell's is going to bring you is a presence up top to be able to hold the ball for Harris to be able to work off of. So I'm excited to see how those two are going to work together. We are in the 76th minute. It is time for you to head to Twitter to vote on tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. Uh, the poll will be open for the next 10 minutes. You can vote now on twitter.com slash City. Ball forward from Pittsburgh, well read by Zimla, who slides off of his line to catch the ball on the ground. He rolls it forward to Tosh, and Lou City will build out of the back here. Anybody's game with 15 minutes to go. Wide right of the Louisville box, McCabe has to just heave it forward under some pressure. Bouncing ball at midfield, winder up for the header. 
Battling with Ordonez. Ordonez wins the ball. Plays it forward to Failing. Failing tripped up from behind, and it's a foul against West Sharpie of Louisville City. And it's going to be a booking. A World of Beer yellow card shown to West Sharpie in the 76th minute here. It'll give Pittsburgh a free kick in their attacking half just to the right side of that center circle as Sharpie, as we get a look at the replay, did take out the legs of Failing there. Absolutely a foul, and I think it's yellow card. Sharpie's just late to the challenge uh, there on failing. It does slow up play, and it allows his team to be able to drop back and get set defensively. It also doesn't set up for a super dangerous position for the set piece. It's very straight on and very far away. Yeah, just past the center circle, in fact, in the dead center of the field. It'll be Ibarra to take it. Hits it into the, uh, the penalty area. Headed up high into the air by Manny Perez. Ball checks back into the D of the Louisville box. Failing up for the header. It's knocked down and finally cleared away by Paolo Del Piccolo for Louisville City. His clearance goes into the center circle where it's headed back by Ordonez. Here's a header from Dia. Knocked down and brought down by Failing as Pittsburgh comes forward. It's wide right now. Here's Failing, in fact. Has it defended there by uh, Niall McCabe. Tried to play it backward to a teammate and it's out of play off of the foot of a Pittsburgh, a Pittsburgh player, it'll be Amadou Dia to take this throw for Louisville City from the far side, the left. It's been an ugly game. It's been a physical game, but it's still right there for the taking for Louisville City to win it on the road with 13 minutes to go in a 0-0 game. In from Dia, in uh, to Niall McCabe, who chests it down just to the left of the center circle. Pops it forward to Martin Powells, who does well to get something on the ball. Knocks it down to Musha Galusa. He's wide left with two defenders. Somehow gets it to Powells outside of the box. Still Powells with it, drifting away from goal. Backward to McCabe. McCabe will switch fields here from left to right. Wide right is Manny Perez. Coming forward for Louisville City, Perez around Griffin. Still Perez with the ball on the near sideline. Now stops and plays it backward to McCabe. McCabe's cross into the box, blocked down. It'll fall to West Sharpie, who's 15 yards past midfield into the attacking half. Still the attack on for Louisville City. McCabe on the right side. Further forward on the near sideline, Perez gets around one defender. Perez's cross, a decent one, but it's caught by the goalkeeper just in the goal mouth. Wilson Harris was making that run, but the ball bending didn't quite bend enough to find Harris caught by the goalkeeper, but better stuff there from Louisville City and a good opportunity for Manny Perez to put in a cross for the first time after coming on as a sub. Well, an exquisite first touch, too, from Manny Perez as Niall McKay plays the ball out wide. Perez lets it run across his body and then receives it with his right foot, and in doing so, he leaves the defender running past him and just is wide open, beautifully done from Manny Perez. It's a nice service, just maybe a little bit too far out in front of Wilson Harris, but really good work from Manny Perez. Ball out for a Louisville throw just in front of the Pittsburgh bench. Perez takes it down the near sideline. The right for Louisville City looking for Powell's. Cleared away in front of him by a Pittsburgh player. Looking for Shawunmi at the top of the formation. He can't hold it up. It's out for a Louisville throw once again at the same spot as the last one a moment ago. Manny Perez will take it. They're in the Louisville defensive half. Back to Perez. Further backward to Tosh under pressure. Hits it long down the inside right channel past midfield. Powell's battling for the ball. It's knocked down. Picked up by McCabe just shy of midfield. Clips it forward. Harris a first-time ball looking for a run of Powell's, and it's cleared away by Ordonez of Pittsburgh, and it's out for a Louisville throw on the near side the right in the attacking half about 30 yards past midfield. Perez takes it. Infield to McCabe. Back wide right to Perez. Standing over the ball. Plays it backward on the ground to the midfield stripe. Here's Sean Tosh, the right center back. Into the center circle, the left center back, Wes Sharpie, in the defensive half of the center circle. Ball on the ground, looking for Elijah Winder. Well read by Danny Griffin of Pittsburgh. He intercepts it. Griffin forward to Forbes, and Forbes will slow it down and play it backward to the back line of Pittsburgh, and the Riverhounds will take over. So the only downfall of having so many offensive bodies is right now all four of the front players were standing on each one of the defenders of Pittsburgh. Winder tried to drop off and tried to 
give a little bit of support, but there has to be a little bit more interchange between those front players if they want to force some shifting in the back line of Pittsburgh and open up some pockets of space. We're in the 80th minute. It's going to be a substitution here for Louisville City. Wilson Harris checking out and replaced by Cameron Lancaster. That substitution brought to you by Fortna. So City will keep their two forwards out there, but they'll just opt to bring in Lancaster off the bench to replace Harris and pair him with Martin Powell's at the top of the formation. It's going to be a throw to Louisville City. Again, that substitution in the 80th minute brought to you by Fortna. Throw to City on the far side, the left, in the attacking half by 10 yards. Dia bounces it in to Mushagalusa, drops off, uh, drops in, dropping deep. Plays it backward into the center circle to Tosh. Forward to Perez. Wide right now is Martin Powell's, well outside of the box. Here's Powell's, the six foot seven Dutchman. Still with it, Powell's. Wide right is Perez. Backward to McCabe. Maybe an opportunity to cross. Instead, he dribbles toward the corner. Plays it into Perez, right side of the box, just on the edge of it. Drifting backward. Plays it on the ground backward. Here's Sharpie well forward. Wide left, Dia. Louisville really trying to turn the screws right now and score a late. Opening goal in this game. Mushagalusa with it wide left. Still in the attacking half. Cross in from his left side with his left foot just in front of Powell's. And it fizzes past him. It'll roll past, I believe, the near sideline. It will stay in play. Actually, it'll, it'll stay on this end of the field. It's not out for a corner. It's out for a Pittsburgh throw. But that was a terrific opportunity there. Mushagalusa once again creating it. Again, another great service, and Mushigalusa plays an extremely dangerous ball. It goes right in between the back line and the goalkeeper, forcing both of them to have to make a decision on who's going to go for it. It's almost as if you wish Powell's just a tiny bit taller to be able to get on the end of that one. I mean, 6'7", come on, can he be taller? I'm just kidding, but regardless, <laughs> it's so close. There's been twice now where it's just barely been out of reach, and you just wonder like if it was a dive, if they were sliding to get it, but just really, really unfortunate that Lucy City has not been able to connect on those services. Yeah, it's not often you say a six foot seven player isn't tall it's enough. Not tall enough to get on the end of it. <laughs> but he wasn't quite tall <laughs> enough for that one. Uh, uh, situation in the midfield here is a couple of players are hurt. It's going to be a pause in play and a substitution here as Ibarra was the player injured. And it's going to be a Pittsburgh switch here in the 82nd minute as Luke Biasi, the right wing back, is going to come off and he's going to be replaced by Edward Kizza. In for Pittsburgh. So Kizza on, Biasi off. That substitution brought to you by Fortna. We're in the 82nd now, the 83rd minute in this 0-0 game. In the second half, Casey, I think Louisville's been the better team. I think you can certainly say that. They've had the better chances in the second half, and they are currently the team with all the momentum on the road in Pittsburgh at Highmark Stadium. If there's going to be a late winner here, it feels like it's going to come from the team wearing white. They have this throw on the near side. Perez, long throw in towards Powell's in the box, over his head. Popped up high into the air by Pittsburgh. Now out of the area, Kizza trying to bring it down. Knocked away from him. Here's Dia. He'll have a shot. It's deflected on its way through, but it's wide. And what will the referee say here? Was it deflected by Pittsburgh? It was. It's going to be a Wi-Fi corner from the near side, the right. Dia there calling his own number, not often a goal scorer, but able to get the corner out of it. But I like that because we talked about, again, the wet conditions. You don't know what's going to happen with the ball. There's so many bodies crammed in and around that 18-yard box that you don't know how it's going to deflect. There it deflects for a corner kick, sets up a great opportunity and a good look to try to hit the target. Powell's in there to see if he can get something on target. Sixth Wi-Fi corner of the game for Louisville City. It'll come in the 84th minute. McCabe will take it, an outswinger with his right foot. Here's his approach into the air, toward the back post. Lancaster, the target. His header is blocked. It'll fall to Moose at the top of the box on the inside right. 
right. Brings it down with a defender on his back. Trying to play it wide to McCabe. Cut out by Pittsburgh, but that clearance will send it to the center circle where Dia will keep it alive for Louisville City. Seven minutes to go, plus stoppage time in a 0-0 game. Can Louisville City steal a win on the road with a goal here late on? Perez with it for Louisville in the attacking half on the near sideline. Backward to McCabe. Further backward under pressure towards Sharpie. He'll let it roll to Zimla, who just touches it back to Sharpie just outside of the Louisville D of their penalty area. Sharpie continues under pressure from Shuunmi. Sends it to the right side to Tosh. Forward to McCabe. McCabe on the inside right. Clips in the air. Down the near sideline. Perez making a run well forward. Can he get there? He does on the end line. Here's Cross. Bounces at the penalty spot. uh, Lancaster brings it down with his back to goal. He's shoved from behind. And the referee calls him for a foul. What's the call here? He called a foul. Handball, I think. And I think you're right, Casey Whitfield. And it's going to be a booking as well for Cameron Lancaster. A World of Beer yellow card. To the Englishman, Louisville City's all-time leading goal scorer after that handball. And it's going to be a free kick to Pittsburgh just outside of the box in the middle of the field here. Well, and it's interesting because there was a shove there, but when Lancaster fell, he grabbed the ball, and the ref was not going to call a foul on that one, even though there was a two-handed push from behind. So surprised why there wasn't a foul, because I really do think there was a foul. But because Lancaster fell and grabbed the ball, trying to force the referee to make a decision, the referee decided against him and made him pay for it by giving him a yellow card. Pittsburgh sent the ball forward from their free kick. Louisville able to bring it down. They send it forward. Brought down by Lancaster. Drops off to Mushagalusa at midfield. He sends it down the middle. Toward Powell's making a run. Knocked away by Ordonez. And Griffin tracking back for Pittsburgh. Brings the ball down. He'll clear it under pressure from Lancaster. And here's an editorial comment for you, Casey. Not sure it's been the best refereeing we've seen tonight. Um, not to expose my own bias here, but it's it's been a little bit of a rough one for the referee, I'll say, this evening. Um, I would agree. I think <laughs> this is going to be one that will be reviewed and will be a learning opportunity for the whole officiating staff. Louisville City had a great argument for a penalty kick in the first half. And a goal. And a goal as well. Could It might have been over the line in the second half. Um, there have been quite a few big moments for the referee tonight. Again, Austin Saini is the referee this evening. Pittsburgh with the ball along the back line. They've got it with Ordonez. Actually, that's Farrell. Farrell plays it wide right into the attacking half. Edward Kizza playing as the right wing back. Here's Luke Failing, the substitute who thought he scored on the other end for a, a goal that was called off for Pittsburgh. Middle of the field, here's Griffin. Plays it forward to Shawunmi. Shawunmi goes down. No foul called. Turnover. Here comes Louisville City. Mushagalusa just left of the center circle. Tried to play it through on the ground toward Martin Powells. Mushagalusa was shoved from behind. No foul called. And Pittsburgh wins the ball as the ball didn't make it through to Powells at all. Walking pace now as two tired teams are out there with a 0-0 score on the line with four minutes to go plus stoppage time. Along the back line for Pittsburgh, it's Ordonez. Plays it forward down the middle to Shawunmi. Chests it down, but a heavy touch from him. Gives it to Mushagalusa for Louisville. Here comes Mushagalusa on the inside left channel. Trying to get past Ibarra. Mushagalusa goes down. No foul called. And Pittsburgh takes over once again. Along their back line with Kizza. Plays it wide right here. But it's given away back to Louisville City. Elijah Winder, two really ragged teams right now. But it presents an opportunity to whoever has the ball right now. It's Louisville City. Wide right it goes to Manny Perez in the attacking half for Louisville. Drifting toward the corner flag. Trying to dribble past a couple of defenders. It's knocked off of his feet and out for a Louisville throw in the final third. Well, we've been talking about all game how this has just been a fight and it's going to be coming down to whatever team wants it more. And this this is the moment when you're tired, your jersey weighs about 10 pounds because it's full of sweat and rain and your legs are heavy and 
you know, there hasn't been any rhythm or flow, so it hasn't been a style of soccer that you're used to playing. You've just been in a physical battle for 88 minutes. This is when it comes down to how bad do you want it? It's been grueling, to say the least, for this game. Three minutes to go plus stoppage time, 0-0 our score. Lancaster was battling for the ball in the attacking half and I believe called for a foul. It's going to be a Pittsburgh free kick just to the right of their penalty area. Another substitution here for Louisville City. Actually, a couple of subs for both teams. First for Louisville, it'll be Carlos Mokel Jr. to come on to replace Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa. So that's a different uh, look for Louisville City, bringing on a midfielder for a winger. The substitutions for Pittsburgh coming on will be Pat Hogan, a 6'3 center back. He is going to check in to replace Joe Farrell. And then also checking in for Pittsburgh is Trevor Zwetslut, another center back, 6'2", 178 out of New Zealand. So two defenders checking into this game for Pittsburgh. Zwetslut will come in in place of Ibarra. So I think both teams may be trying to close up shop a little bit here. Pittsburgh again bringing on two center backs. Louisville City opting to bring on a midfielder in place of a winger. So 0-0 our score, and neither team really willing to concede a late winner here the way this game has gone. It looks like those substitutions, all three, brought to you by Fortin in the 89th minute. Well, I feel like Louisville City is going... I think Powell's is playing a little bit more on the right side, and they want to really dive into the 4-4-2. So by bringing up Mushigalusa, they're going to be able to drop Mogel back in to sit a little bit deeper into that defensive mid, which is going to allow McCabe a little more freedom to push forward, and it's going to allow Powell's and Lancaster to really sit in the middle on those center backs and put a lot of pressure there instead of having Powell's maybe having to drift a little bit wider to cover some of that space. Ball out after play resumed following the subs. It's out for Louisville throw. On the near side, they're right in their defensive final third. And the right back right now, Manny Perez, who came on as a substitute in the second half, will have this throw. Two very tired teams. It's been a physical game, a grueling game, a battle of a game out there as it's headed out from the throw for another Louisville throw a bit further forward. Is there still time for someone to go out there and grab a late, late winner? What a win it would be for Louisville City if they're able to do it. And for Pittsburgh, they're trying to keep an unblemished home record alive with just one tie in 10 games across all competitions. Del Piccolo sends it forward from midfield over the top towards Lancaster, but it's over everyone's head. That hit from midfield, just trying to spring Lancaster in behind, but it's behind for a Pittsburgh goal kick here. We are in the 90th minute. Just a few seconds to go, plus stoppage time in this 0-0 game. Danny Cruz shouting instructions from the near sideline as his team... Struggling to score, battling against the best defensive team, arguably, in the league. They've got the second-best defensive record this year, Pittsburgh, and it has been that kind of game as we have moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Four minutes to go in this game. Ball out for a Louisville throw on the near side in the attacking half, 10 yards past the midfield stripe, and Louisville walking toward the near sideline. Not in a particular hurry to get the ball back in play here. A point on the road would probably feel more like a victory for Louisville City. And, in fact, it's not a throw. It's a foul against Pittsburgh. So a fifth-third free kick to Lou City here. About 15 yards past the midfield stripe on the inside right channel, maybe eight yards infield from the near sideline. It'll be Niall McCabe to take it. And Casey, maybe an opportunity for him to put the ball in the box here and hope for something to bounce Louisville's way. Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of crazy bounces, crazy deflections. So I think a great opportunity to just whip it into the box and hope for something to happen your way. Here's the fifth third free kick from McCabe. Hit high into the air, into the six-yard box where Zamadillo, the goalkeeper, makes the catch. Had it read the whole way, watched it sail in the air. 
Not a particularly driven ball hit high into the air from McCabe. And Zamadillo, the goalkeeper, able to easily come down with it. One minute of the minimum four gone by here in stoppage time in this 0-0 game. Zamadillo just drops the ball to himself and touches it forward out of his box. We'll send it long down the middle, tailing toward the left. Just at the top of the Louisville box, hit it sent away by West Sharpie. Headed back his way by Pittsburgh. It'll fall instead to Niall McCabe. He hits it long from the inside right channel towards Powell's. He's up for the header, trying to check it back toward Mogel or Lancaster. But it falls to a Pittsburgh player, back to Zamadillo. Now, Pittsburgh trying to come forward down the right side. Ball towards, I believe, Edward Kizza, who made a run forward. Sent back by Louisville City, and here we go with the exchange of headers. A header from Pittsburgh back into the attacking half. A header here from Sharpie. That goes out of play, and it's a throw to Pittsburgh on the far side, the right, near midfield, just a couple yards past it into the Louisville half. And again, just a lot of back and forth, not a whole lot of control in the middle of the field, and you imagine that if an opportunity were to arise here at the end, it's going to be one of those half chances, a bouncing ball in behind, an over-the-top ball where someone's going to run onto it. It's going to be one of those half chances because that's kind of the way this whole game has gone. Ball cleared out of the Louisville box by Sean Tosh. Out for a Pittsburgh throw. They're just outside of the Louisville box, and it comes across toward the back post towards Canardo Forbes. Manny Perez with a header. It goes behind. It's going to be a corner kick here to Pittsburgh. In the dying moments of this game, a minute and a half to go. In a 0-0 game, Forbes plants the ball down. Pittsburgh hoping to steal a late goal at home and win it over their rivals from down the Ohio River. It'll be an in-swinger off the right foot of Forbes. Here's his approach. The corner in toward the penalty spot, headed away by Louisville City's Manny Perez. 20 yards past the penalty area, headed back by Pittsburgh, back to Forbes on the near sideline. Maybe a cross coming. Here it is off of his right foot, blocked by Mogel, and it's out for a Pittsburgh throw on the near side, the left, with a minute to go in stoppage time. Throw in from Forbes, touch back to him. It's back to a teammate. Now in the middle of the field, failing with it, the player who scored a moment ago, but the goal was wiped away. His ball through, knocked down by Manny Perez, and he clears it away past the near sideline. It'll be a throw, but it was deflected on its way through. As the rain has coming, uh, started coming back down again in Pittsburgh in the dying moments of this game, it's going to be a Louisville throw here near midfield on the near side of the Louisville right. And they're taking their time. Louisville really tired. Both teams really tired, to be fair. And I think they're just trying to see their way through this and not concede a goal here in a 0-0 game. Well, and I think being able to go into Pittsburgh, play in this sort of environment, play in the weather conditions that they have been in, and to be able to escape with the point is exactly what they need to do, especially given that they had a penalty that should have been called. They had a goal that might have gone in the back of the net, so maybe things haven't been going their way. So trying to escape with the point as best as they can, I think it's a, it's a good move from Louisville City. Second throw from Manny Perez after the first was cleared away. He sends it down the sideline, and it rolls past the end line, a Goal kick here to Pittsburgh, and we have moved past the four-minute point of stoppage time. The minimum four has gone by, so how much time is left in this game? It's going to be a goal kick from Pittsburgh. This might be the final touch of the ball. Samadou, the goalkeeper, sends it in the air long, and the referee blows his whistle. And the game is over. Louisville City has gone on the road and gotten a point away from home. They get a clean sheet against Bob Lilly's Pittsburgh Riverhounds, only the second team to come into Pittsburgh this season and avoid a loss. Only the second time that Pittsburgh has dropped points at home all year long across all competitions. So a tie that will certainly feel like a little bit more than that for Louisville City tonight. The Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap coming your way next. Again, the final score, Louisville City 0 in Pittsburgh against the Riverhounds, who score, <laughs> who finish with a 0 score as well. It's 0-0 between Louisville City and Pittsburgh. We will step aside on ESPN Louisville.
What if we told you that every time you make a purchase, you could be adding to your savings? With Roundup Checking, every debit card purchase is rounded up to the nearest dollar, and the rounded amount is automatically put into a savings account with interest. We'll even double your savings for the first 90 days, which means you could be growing your savings with every... The best checking account puts money back in your wallet. Visit ccuky.org forward slash roundup for more information and apply for Roundup Checking today only from Commonwealth Credit Union. Here, we see you differently. Federally insured by NCUA. If your heating and cooling system is old and inefficient, now is the time to give BJ Heating and Cooling a call for your free estimate. BJ Heating and Cooling, your local factory authorized Bryant dealer, whatever it takes, has teamed with Bryant Equipment to offer up to 60 months 0% financing with approved credit. Celebrating over 35 years, helping Kentuckiana with all their heating and cooling needs. Make sure your estimate on a new system is from BJ Heating and Cooling. You will not be disappointed. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. It's Oscar Jimenez, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This post-match show brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Our final score tonight, 0-0 in Pittsburgh between Louisville City and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. That final score brought to you by the Gorski Law Office. And tonight's game resulted in a Mortensen Family Dental clean sheet. A clean game calls for a healthy, clean smile. The second consecutive Mortensen Family Dental clean sheet for Oliver Zimla and this Louisville City team after their one to nothing win over Las Vegas last weekend at home. Casey Whitfield alongside me, Jeff Milby, and Spencer Brown working on a holiday weekend is with us as well as our producer. Uh, Casey, we said at the beginning of the game, we played that clip from Danny Cruz. He said it's not about soccer. It is about desire. It's about mentality. It's about fight. And that is exactly the kind of game we got. Choppy play, very little flow, back and forth, physical play between these two as is always the case seemingly against these Bob Lilly coach teams of both Pittsburgh and Rochester going several years back. But Louisville City, I think, had the better of it uh, against Pittsburgh. A couple of really big moments in the game. One in the first half where Oscar Jimenez, late in the first half, went down, looked like a clear foul in the box, no foul given, no penalty kick given, and Pittsburgh let off the hook there. And then in the second half, the big moment for Louisville City, Elijah Winder just about seven yards away from goal, Hits the ball off the post. It looks like it goes over the line. It's cleared out of the goal mouth by Pittsburgh, and a goal is not given. And I think those two opportunities were the closest we got to a goal. Pittsburgh, by the way, did have one going to the back of the net, but Luke Failing called for being offside there before he headed it past Oliver Zimla and into Louisville's goal. So those really the three big opportunities of the game, two of them for Louisville City, one for Pittsburgh that was called for an offside, and ultimately, it finishes 0-0, and they share the points. Yeah, I mean, I think the two main ones, the winder and the penalty, I think Louisville City and fans are going to feel that they got 
you know, a bit chipped on those because that was a penalty. I mean, I'll just flat out say it. I That was a penalty. No questions asked. Complete miss there from the referee. Um, and then we did not have a good angle on the winder shot. But from the way the ball was moving, from the way it hit off the post, from where the Pittsburgh player landed from heading the ball – it was really hard to argue that that one was not across the line. Regardless, though, great opportunities. I think Louisville City fought really hard to stay in that one and to go into such a hostile environment, to play in really difficult conditions, and to be able to come away with a point and to be able to say, yeah, look, we, sh- we should have had that. We had our opportunities. That's going to put a little chip on your shoulder as you're going in to play them in, what, two games? So an opportunity to get a little bit of revenge on your home field. And it is a, it, it, we have the opportunity here to point out that there is no video review in the USL, right? No, there's, there is there, not. There's no VAR. Um, so regardless of if that ball was or over the line. Or goal line technology. Or, right, or goal line technology. So there's no opportunity to review the call on the field when it comes to whether that ball was over the line or not. Um, and Louisville City, as you, as you mentioned, Casey, probably feels a little bit hosed uh, tonight by, by the referee on a couple of different occasions. But credit to Danny Cruz's team. They came out with, with a good mentality, uh, a good physical fight about them, a team that struggling to score, but this game was never really going to be about playing your best free-flowing soccer. It was going to be about being hard-nosed, getting in there and battling. I, I would imagine their bodies feel like more like they played a football game than a soccer game, just based on the way it went. You, point, you mentioned the conditions. I mean, at, at a couple of points in the game, the rain came down heavily. Uh, there were some, some heavy jerseys out there, some tired legs, I'm sure. And at the end of the game, it was really ragged between both teams. But again, Louisville City goes on the road into Pittsburgh and becomes just the second team this season to get a point in Highmark Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All things considered, given how the season has gone for Louisville City so far, given how Pittsburgh has played, particularly at home, I think it's mission accomplished for Danny Cruz's team to go up there and get a point against the Riverhounds. I would agree with that. I I would be pleased with getting the point. I'd be disappointed because... Again, there were some opportunities to be able to go in the back of the net. And then stats-wise, I don't think they're te- – I mean, there was nine shots but zero on target. So I think that's going to be pretty glaring there as well, that they weren't able to get a single shot on target. But regardless, you're playing a really difficult team in a tough environment. And now you've got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, some what for revenge as they come in a week and a half – to play in Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the shots and the lack of shots on target. That that ball cleared off the line was off the post, so it doesn't technically count as a shot on target there from Elijah Winder. And uh, as you point out, Casey, these two teams are set to go to battle once again in just a few days' time. It's not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after that, uh, or the week after that, rather. It's a weeknight game on Wednesday the 12th at Lynn Family Stadium. On Wednesday, July 12th, when Pittsburgh will come back uh, and play a, a return game of this one. So uh, if, if, it was, if it was physical tonight, which it was, uh, we'll see how that game plays out in a couple of weeks' time. Again, in a playoff uh, rematch from last year's Eastern Conference semifinals. Let's take a timeout. We'll give you the full-time statistics and also recap what happened today with Racing Louisville. They tied on the road as well in Seattle. We will look back at that game when we return. This is the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG and E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced 
and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. All these summer cocktails have one common ingredient. They all started with a trip to Evergreen Liquors. If you've got a recipe for fun, we're the place to help you get it done. We have all your favorite spirits and all the flavors you need to make it right. Plus, the largest selection of beers, hard seltzers, wines, and more. For everything you need, including refills, you know where to go. Evergreen Liquors, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Tune in to Soccer City at 6 p.m. each Thursday on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app to hear exclusive conversations with players and coaches like me. Welcome back. It is the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap. Tonight's final score, 0-0, as Louisville City goes on the road and gets a point at Pittsburgh. Next opportunity you have to watch Louisville City is next weekend at home at Lynn Family Stadium, the second half of a twin bill, if you will, back-to-back nights of soccer at Lynn Family Stadium for you to enjoy. An 8 o'clock kickoff on Saturday night, July 8th, against Loudoun United in the Eastern Conference of the USL. Tickets available for that one at lucity.com slash tickets or 502. Lou City is the phone number. The night before that, it is also some action for you at Lynn Family Stadium as Racing Louisville returns home for a regular season game against the Kansas City Current. That's Friday night at 8 o'clock, July 7th. Tickets available at racingloufc.com slash tickets or again the same phone number, 502 City. That is the final regular season game for Racing Louisville for a couple of weeks as the league takes a little bit of a break during the World Cup. They'll turn to three straight Challenge Cup games after that. So a hugely important game for Racing Louisville to try and continue to build momentum towards that last playoff spot. Again today, the result for them, Racing, it was 2-2 at OL Reign in Seattle. They led two goals to none, gave up two goals after the 80th minute, and OL Reign was able to come back and tie it and take two points out of the pocket of Racing Louisville. Uh, but that, as we mentioned at halftime, Casey Whitfield brings up the importance of this game coming up on Friday night against Kansas City for racing. Again, the last regular season game before they take a few weeks break from regular season play. So getting three points there against a team below them in the standings, at home, late on in this season with eight games to go, still trying to build up toward the playoff positions, it's going to be a critical one on Friday night for racing Louisville. 
Yeah, the door is still open for the playoffs, but they have to get three points this weekend. If they don't get three points this weekend, then that door is going to close a little bit because following the Challenge Cup, looking at the remainder of the regular season games that they have coming up, there's maybe one that is a guaranteed they have to win, they should win. The rest of them are going to be very tough very tough games they're playing teams that are either higher of them in the top four so this weekend is a very 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 important game for racing to get three points to really put themselves in the driver's seat of securing a spot in the playoffs so again that game coming up friday night at len family stadium the very next night louisville city will take on loudon united and as the result of tonight's tie at Pittsburgh, Louisville will remain in fifth place in the Eastern Conference on 26 points. They trail Tampa Bay for that fourth spot by two points. Loudoun United, as it stands, looking up at the playoff positions. They are in ninth place in the Eastern Conference. They have lost three consecutive games, including this weekend, last night to the Charleston Battery by a final score of 3 to nothing. So Loudoun United, a team struggling a little bit. They've got a minus 13 goal differential, which is, which is the second worst in the Eastern Conference. So Louisville City will hopefully bounce back from this physical, grueling game and put on a good performance before the home fans at Lynn Family Stadium next weekend. A brief look at the final full-time statistics here tonight. Eight shots for Pittsburgh, just one on target came in the first half. They had 45% possession, the hosts of tonight's game. Louisville City with nine shots, none of them on target, but one was cleared off the line after it bounced off the post. They result in 55% of possession. Corner kicks, we had 11 between the two teams, six of them for Pittsburgh, five for Louisville City, and then fouls. There were 25 combined fouls in a physical game, 15 called against Pittsburgh, and there were also several bookings, ultimately six in the game. Four of them called against Louisville City, all yellow cards presented by World of Beer. Wilson Harris was booked, Elijah Winder, Wes Sharpie, and Cameron Lancaster booked for the boys in purple as they head into that Loudon game. Final thought, Casey. Uh, I mean, as we said, a good a good result ultimately for Louisville City and and good fight for them to go on the road and, and uh, to be able to pull out this result in a physical game against a defensive-minded team. Yeah, I mean, I think overall going to be pleased with the performance to be able to go out and battle through all different types of adversity and to be able to continuously come out, and especially in the second half. The second half was the better half for Louisville City to be able to dominate the second half and have opportunities to win the game. Definitely going to be pleased with that, but now it's going to see how is that going to translate over into next Saturday? How are they going to perform at home? And I think it's going to be the perfect opportunity setting the stage to really put some goals in the back of the net in front of hopefully a bunch of fans hopefully a bunch of fans it's going to be there are going to be several opportunities by the way in the coming weeks to watch louisville city that game next saturday night then they have a wednesday night game against this pittsburgh team on the 12th that's followed by a friendly against atlante out of mexico on the 17th uh lots of opportunities to catch louisville city in action at lynn family stadium over the next couple of weeks by the way, tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award winner was Elijah Winder, who got nearly 55% of the vote, beating out Sean Tosh and Paolo Del Piccolo for that honor tonight. Again, the final score, it finishes Louisville City 0, Pittsburgh 0, up in Pennsylvania. The boys in purple go on the road and get a point away from home. That'll do it for us on this 4th of July weekend. Don't forget Soccer City coming up on Thursday night at 6 o'clock on these same stations. And then next week we will have our coverage beginning at 745 as Louisville City takes on Loudoun United here on ESPN 680 
and 105.7. Thanks for joining us. For Casey Whitfield, for Spencer Brown, our producer, I'm Jeff Milby saying so long. Enjoy the rest of your 4th of July holiday weekend. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. All these summer cocktails have one common ingredient. They all started with a trip to Evergreen Liquors. If you've got a recipe for fun, we're the place to help you get it done. We have all your favorite spirits and all the flavors you need to make it right. Plus, the largest selection of beers, hard seltzers, wines, and more. For everything you need, including refills, you know where to go. Evergreen Liquors, Louisville's go-to liquor store. 